0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines warning that council tax bailiffs scare the children. Election focus will be on the economy and draw for Stevenage away to league leaders. BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs around to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. According to the Children's Society, last year in Bedford there were 57 bailiff visits per 1,000 households. In Wellin Hatfield there were 47. More from Tony Fisher. The charity says... The majority of those families who had a bailiff sent round left their child frightened, sad or worried. It recommends helping families get back on their feet by giving them more advice rather than threatening struggling households. Across the whole of England, the charity says, council sent out bailiffs 1.3 million times last year. The economy is expected to be the focus for the two main Westminster parties again today as general election campaigning continues. The Conservatives will pledge to create 2 million jobs. Labour will promise to cut business rates in its first... First budget. A court in Malaysia has found a man guilty of killing two British medical students in Borneo last August. Neil Dalton and Aidan Brunga, who were both 22 and students at Newcastle University, were working at a hospital on the island when they were stabbed in a bar. The NSPCC says one in ten 12- and 13-year-olds are worried they are addicted to online pornography. Of the 700 youngsters questioned by Childline, one in five had view- viewed pornography that has upset them. More from Seema Kotecha.
2: With many young people owning smartphones and tablets, children find it easier to view pornography than ever before. The NSPCC commissioned the company OnePoll to survey 2,000 young people online with the permission of their parents. Almost 700 of them were between the ages of 12 and 13. The charity says its findings suggest that one in 10 12 to 13 year olds is worried they're addicted to pornography. 12% of that age group said they had appeared in a sexually explicit video.
1: More than 2,500 rail passengers have been prosecuted for fare dodging between 2013 and 14, according to the Crown Prosecution Service, but that doesn't include those given fixed penalty notices by train operators. Martin Abrams is from the Campaign for Better Transport. The problem
3: that we see day after day with our fares and ticketing system is that it's incredibly complicated to understand And more often than not, people are are buying the wrong ticket for a journey. Without really knowing and then getting a fixed penalty notice as a result.
1: In sports, Stevenage drew 1 all at League Two leaders Burton last night, a result which leaves them just two points from a playoff place. The draw also moves Graham Westley's side level on points with Luton.
4: After the break, they came out and we had to weather a storm. We had to dig deep, we had to organise and, and show resilience, we had to run very, very hard on a very difficult surface, and I think the boys showed a terrific amount of commitment to bring the point home in the end.
1: And world champion Lewis Hamilton expects to sign a new Mercedes contract this week that could be worth more than £27 million a year. The weather gale force winds to start the day in places, then bright or sunny spells and scattered blustery showers. A maximum temperature, 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thanks, Ox.
5: Today, three inescapable truths. Truths or truths? Either
6: or, I'm not going to uh, be okay. fussy about it. It's Tuesday.
5: I've eaten far too much chocolate already for this time of the day. Mm. Tax. Porn. Oh, yeah, why is a woman bringing a cat into the studio later on?
6: Yeah, uh, She's going to talk to it.
5: We're local radio, yeah? Are we? Yeah. If you weren't sure, then that has proven it. Proven or proved? Or proven. Hey!
2: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
5: This is BBC 3. So I don't... Radio. I genuinely... I was at the meeting yesterday, I had much better things to do, including going on uh, an Easter trail with two boys. I thought it would last 45 minutes. The uh, 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 establishment told me it would last an hour and a half. Two and a half hours later, we staggered back to claim um, our free. It costs three pounds fifty per boy. Uh, uh, Easter egg.
6: Yeah. So but, but it saves you from sitting in watching the telly all day.
5: Mm, I forgot we had the telly. Oh no! Um, but I missed the meeting. Who decide, Lady Wicker coming in? Talking to cat, good idea for radio! And well Oh, you're joking. Have I taught you nothing?
6: What it was was I presented it as twelve quid for this! People buy all sorts. Yes. And everyone went, oh that's really good though. Talking to cats. No, no,
5: no, no, no. Don't don't put it on the noses of every of those other simpering no, idiots. Whoever was there it knows was you. that I was
6: quite sweary about it and said what a load of and I did it as a joke, and then it, it got serious.
5: What time is the woman with a cat coming in? Oh, seven fifty hours. Okay, she won't be coming in if she hears this introduction, will she? She will. Will she? Well, she speaks cat. She, doesn't she speak comes English, in does she? and speaks to the cat. Ow. To, and, what? Ow. Sorry, I'll let go. <laughs> and says what to it? <laughs> a... Unbelievable.
7: itself okay forgive the mate
8: he's quite literally a legend in his own underpants
5: wake up you slackers it's the who I like the who they did some rubbish they did do some rubbish
6: they do enjoy themselves don't they,
5: they love it oh a violin don't do that please Toy, you play with a girl's toy. Mm, if you don't know that, Justin, you don't know nothing.
9: I do it in the head. <laughs> oh, cheeky!
8: Girls, the last couple of days, they've been crying into their sleep.
5: A charity, yeah, Blimey O'Reilly, no Barbara O'Reilly, sorry. A charity is calling for councils to stop sending bailiffs to homes with children. A new report by the Children's Society recommends helping rather than threatening families who fall behind with their council tax payments. Well, last year in Bedford there were 57 bailiff visits per thousand households, Mm, and in Welling Hatfield there were 47. That's not massive percentages at all. That's well, that's 5.7%. Is it? Catherine's got more details what does this report say Catherine? Well as you
6: said the Children's Society is calling on all councils to stop sending bailiffs to homes with children to give struggling residents a chance to negotiate affordable repayments, and to make sure that every family is getting a final reminder notice but is also offered help from an independent advice agency. The charity says adopting these measures needn't reduce the amount of tax that councils collect and their reports explored examples of local th- authorities that have limited the use of bailiffs and provided more space for families to seek advice or indeed asked families to let them know early when they're struggling and they say that they've successfully collected council tax at higher than average rates.
5: How big a problem is this uh, in the three counties?
6: Well, for our purposes, to do with the way the data was gathered and how it's broken down, we're focusing on the east, so Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. So we're
5: focusing on the two counties? The
6: two, two of the three counties. Two
5: of the three counties.
6: Buckinghamshire, it doesn't mean it's not happening where you are, but we just don't know.
5: Go and make a cup of tea.
6: Take the load off. In Bedford last year, there were 57 bailiff visits per 1,000 households compared to 38 bailiff visits per 1,000 households in central Bedfordshire. Uh, We don't have comparable figures for Luton. Again, per 1,000 households in Welling Hatfield, there were 47 bailiff visits last year, 44 in St Albans, 27 in Decorum, and only two in East Hertfordshire.
5: Gosh, I I do like stories that have got loads of numbers in first thing in the morning. Uh, How does this uh, compare across the region?
6: Okay, according to the Children's Society, um, councils in the east of England sent Bailiffs to chase unpaid council tax in more than an estimated 110,000 times. Do you know what,
5: these these numbers don't mean anything. I'm not getting these numbers at all. Okay,
6: well let's just focus on whether or not uh, the impact is that the children get upset. Yeah, what's the
5: effect on the children?
6: Well, uh, most families who got a knock on the door said the children were there at the time, according to this report, with the majority of those families saying the experience left their child frightened, sad or worried. And there you have it. This is the problem that uh, it is a, ca- Why is
5: it such a big problem now? I, I'm sure there will be lots of people with different arguments as to why. What, what's well, the line we According to here? the
6: charity, the reasons for falling into council debt can include family emergencies, losing a job, being unable to manage household bills and unexpected costs like broken boilers, things like that. Also, government cuts to council tax support have cons- coincided with a 25% increase in households falling behind on their council tax. Um, one mum in council tax debt spoke about her inability to hide the impact of her debts from the children, Telling the charity they just knew that I was stressed and there were strange people at the door wanting things, and most of the furniture that got taken at that point.
5: Okay, here's, let, let, let's let's try not to have too many numbers first thing in the morning because it's uh, confusing.
6: Should the council treat homes with uh, children
2: differently? I don't
5: know. Call 08459
2: 455 555.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. There's not a lot in the papers. I found that story a bit dull, if I'm completely honest.
6: Well, to be honest, the way the figures were spun yesterday were quite different, but when we actually looked at the reports... Oh,
5: one of those, was it? Yeah, cos it did look like central
6: Bedfordshire and uh, Bedford were among the highest proportion of... um... And we weren't visits well, no, no, Yeah,
5: you spending your statistics so we think we got an interesting story and we hadn't. Well, I can't complain. I was spending two and a half hours walking through uh, some woods trying to dodge uh, the rain. What
6: kind of egg did you get at the end of it?
5: Chocolate Easter egg.
6: Yeah, no, but what kind
5: though? It was just wrapped in silver foil. Oh, generic egg. Generic. We got a GE, the generic egg. The boys are pleased with it. Yeah, that's. I tell be. you what was exciting. Let's we'll go around and answer questions, okay? It was in Savile Garden. It was, it, was, it was actually it was brilliant. It was too long. It was too. I tell you what. Let's have the travel, and then we'll we'll I'll whinge about walks. Travel
0: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking fine on the M1 so far this morning, but looking at the CCTV cameras, it does look quite wet and shiny on the road surface, so visibility could be a problem. It's also been really windy overnight, so on the back roads, it might be uh, some hazards. In Hedgerley on Carlingswood Road, that's got water mains work going on at Hare Hatch Lane, so that could cause some delays later on. And in Haddenham on the a 1418 there's gas mains works going on at New Road, and that's looking fine but at the moment, but it also could cause some delays later on too. Thameslink are reporting possible delays, between Bedford and Brighton because of a signalling problem. Smelt the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Yes! 6.15, it is uh, Tuesday the 31st of March, guys. Uh, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. Speaking of children, the NSPCC says one in 10, 12 and 13 year olds are worried they are addicted to online pornography. And in sports, Stevenage drew one all at League Two Leaders Burton last night.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning.
11: Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JDS Show. I
12: think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I
13: wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will
12: always get some, but they are such... A minority. I think the
14: man's a Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose.
11: The JBS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: One in ten 12 to 13 year olds is addicted to online pornography, that's according to the NSPCC, who questioned over 700 adolescents and found that one in five had seen images and shocked them, and one in ten had made or featured in a sexually explicit video. Uh, Kate Russell is a technology reporter and author. Morning Kate. Good morning Ian. Uh, wait, I, 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 you won't know the answer to this, I don't yes. think, uh, but I, I wonder what their definition of addicted is.
15: Well, that's a really good point. I mean, the research actually says that the children say that they feel that they're addicted, and I wonder if at 13 years old what kind of a comprehension they've got of the concept. So it's it's an interesting study, Um, you know, and some would say that probably, you know, one in five have have seen pornography. Well, probably, it's it's probably more than that.
5: It probably is. It's so much easier. What I'm going to say makes like I'm, I'm, sounds like I'm making light of it, and I'm not. But when I was growing up in the 70s, uh, we found porn in bushes Mm -hmm. uh, or, or, and here's a confession, I found it in my dad's wardrobe. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, but it, it it is so easily accessible now, isn't it?
15: It is, but you know, the, the, the great thing about this uh, campaign that the NSPCC is setting off to, uh, you know, to support this um, research is that there, the main thrust of it is actually to say we need to stop making it uncomfortable to talk about this and actually mm-hmm. start speaking to young people about what is and isn't safe and what is and isn't right and how it makes them feel. And so to take that kind of, you know, the hidden um, nature of it away from, you know, and accept the fact that kids are going to explore stuff online and, and porn exists and it all has done and now it's online so it's very accessible and so we're better off just sort of talking about children talking about it with children and and making sure that they're they're comfortable with it.
5: Uh, If if you're going to let your young person have um, a telephone and this isn't completely that there'll be other ways around it but you can you can get things like Net Nanny or K9 programs that, um, that, that have a filter on and stop you accessing pornography.
15: Absolutely there is, I mean, there are several things that you can do as a parent if you want to, you know, sort of help in the safety, other than speaking. And I think the really important thing here to to, to remember is for those parents who are not technically adept, is to remember that having a piece of software to protect your child on the home PC is not. A silver bullet it doesn 't mean you can let that piece of software look after them um, first of all no. um, but there, you know there are great things that you can do there's there 's parental control software k nine web protection is a brilliant one uh, it 's free it allows you to set up blocks on either keywords or URLs so that your child literally cannot enter pages on the web that have those uh, those things attached to them. It can also set up restrictions and and curfews so um you can basically place blocks to say after nine o'clock at night, you know, you, you don't get the internet. It, it cuts it off for you, which can be quite useful as well. Um,
5: I wouldn't let, I know I've had this before, and you'll disagree. You sound like a, a thrusting young person <laughs> whose finger's on the pulse, and I'm an old fart. But I'm, when my boys are older and they're 12 and 13, they're not going to get, they're not going to have smartphones. I'm not going to let them have computers in their bedroom
15: no i mean i would agree i I, i'll be honest with you and i don't have children but i'm a very experienced uh, nanny uh, not nanny uh, auntie um i've got uh, 17 nephews and nieces oh blimey
5: your family (laughs) are busy
15: So um, I, I, you know, I've got plenty of experience with young people, and I actually don't think it's good to let children have um, computers in their bedroom that are connected to the internet. Um, and you know, if they have got smartphones, they should leave them downstairs when they go to bed at night, um, because it's good to have a break from it. Isn't Never it mind pornography; it's, it's easy to get into it, addicted to lots of things um, that, that, that technology um, that deliver to you. So
5: computers are brilliant because quite often on these, these kind of shows, people go, "Oh, the internet's bad." Computers are brilliant. The internet- internet is brilliant, but we can have too much of it, can't we? Yeah, too much of a good
15: thing. Everything in moderation, including moderation, I believe
5: that was a, oh. a, a Noel Coward cl- quote, possibly. Oh, cl- sure. No, Kate, claim that for yourself. No <laughs> one remembers that one from Noel Coward. Claim that for yourself. <laughs> uh, the, the, I, um, the, the certain service providers, yeah. um, I'm with Sky, and I tried to access a site that wasn't actually naughty, but it, it had a naughty word in it, mm. and um, it, it popped up on my computer, oh, Sky won't let you access this. So some service providers are kind of blocking, but not really. They're sort of paying lip service to it, aren't they?
15: Well, this happened a couple of years ago, um, and it was actually it's called ISP Level Filtering, which is your internet service provider, which is Sky or Virgin or whoever it is you get your internet through BT. Um, They've been now, the government actually said to them, you have to Filter and on offer that level of filtering at ISP level. So you need to switch it on if you want to get these porn, pornographic sites. You need to go to your ISP and said, "I don't want that switched off. I want that switched on." And this for me is a problem because what this did is um, they made a big song and dance about it. We're going to protect children and we're going to make the ISPs filter at, at you know at, at server level. Unfortunately, I think that gives parents again who are not as technically adept as their children the false impression that they're Mm.
16: safe.
15: When actually anything but, you know, if if you're trying to protect them, I mean, that all came about after the April Jones murder and you know, it's like we want to protect children from from predators well I'm sorry if predators are looking for children on the internet they are not necessarily going to be using keywords and websites that are you know no. put their hands up and said we're a pornographic website so it's a, it's a bit of a false um, you know sort of false uh,
5: and also person. I would suggest that um, if kids are as young as 12 are taking rude photos of themselves and sending them to other kids Uh, I would say a lot of that is down to what we have taught them as parents and as society about what is acceptable. And, you know, surely parents should be teaching them enough self-respect that they don't do that.
15: Absolutely. You know, and, and again, if you're not, if you're a parent who doesn't know about the Internet and your child is very good at the Internet, use that as an excuse to spend a bit of time with them. And, you know, I tend to teach you about the Internet, and then you'll get an impression of where they're going and who they're speaking to. I mean, you can get key loggers as well, right? What is it really? And I think this is something, uh, it's an invisible program that actually records all of the activity oh. that goes on on a keyboard. Oh, dear. Um, I'm saying don't do it without your child's permission. Yeah because actually knowing that uh, everything is going to be recorded and even sc- um video phone calls uh, webcam calls it will take a screenshot at periodic p- processes so if your child knows that's going yeah. to be going on, that's probably the best care that right. you have. You're
5: right. It, it, it's better to uh, let them know that rather than come and embarrass and shame them the next day yeah. and say, "Hi, oh, I saw you were looking at this website. Exactly. The it's, internet, Kate, it's, all it is is porn and cats, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> yeah.
15: Porn and cats. And social media. Oh. I think you're probably right. But there's a lot of wonderful things on the internet, and I do, it frustrates me when people who are fearful of the internet
5: blame it for all oh, the rest no, of the world. Oh, no, it's brilliant. Hey, isn't it's an that, amazing place. Have you, I was on a website the other day, I don't know if you've seen this. A thing called Friends Reunited. Have you seen it? <laughs> it's brilliant. Welcome to the 1990s, <laughs> Ian. Kate, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. My- That's uh, Kate Russell, technology reporter and author. I do Because you do get all these shows and they go, oh, yeah, oh the internet's terrible. Perver- there's perverts and paedophiles out there. Well, there's perverts and paedophiles outside this front door. You know, the internet's brilliant, generally. She's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? I liked her. I thought she was good. We've said this before though, I'm not, I'm not allowing a 12, 13 year old to have uh, smartphones and computers no, in their room. But
6: it turns out you and I are swimming against the tide. Whenever we say this, people say, oh, you wait, you wait till you've not got small children anymore.
5: No, I'm not waiting for anything. My breath, my breath, my breath. The only thing I'm waiting for is Paul McCartney. Yeah.
17: I wanna go marry my head
5: There's a website, katerussell.co.uk. Thank you, Kate. We'll have a look at the papers after the
0: Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. In Woburn Sands on Cranfield Road, a tree's fallen down and it's blocked the road in both directions between Station Road and Lower End Road. Having a look at the speed sensors elsewhere in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, it's looking fine so far through the roadworks at Temple Street in both directions, but expect that to cause delays later on this morning. And no reports of any major delays on the motorways. On the M1 Luton Airport Spur Road, there are roadworks between the Kidney Wood Roundabout and Junction 10 at the main carriageway, so that could cause some delays if you're heading to the airport. And it's also looking quite wet on the road surface, so visibility could be a problem and those strong winds to be mindful of as well. And on the trains, Thameslink are reporting possible delays between Bedford and Brighton because of a signalling problem. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
10: This is BBC Three
2: Counties Radio.
1: It's 30. I'm Simon Oxley. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs around to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. The NSPCC says one in ten 12- and 13-year-olds are worried they're addicted to online pornography. And the economy is expected to be the focus for the two main Westminster parties again today as general election campaigning continues. Three
2: Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Stevenage drew one all at League Two leaders Burton last night, a result which leaves them just two points from a playoff place. Both goals were own goals in the first half with the Borough taking the lead. The draw also moves Graham Westley's side level on points with Luton.
4: It's about what you do in the two boxes and in the two boxes we weren't clinical enough in the first half, they weren't clinical enough in the second half. But late on perhaps we could have uh, got one or two bits um, of fortune in their box. If we had done we could have come away with three big points but I think a draw is a fair result and a point was well earned by us.
1: Tottenham striker Harry Kane will Start for England for the first time in tonight's friendly against Italy and Turin. His manager Roy Hodgson.
18: I've quite enjoyed the, the you know the hype around him and the speculation and the the interest and the excitement. I thought it was fantastic at Wembley on on uh, Friday night. I I really enjoyed that and of course like everyone else, fantastic that after 80 seconds he, he scores a goal. It really is a bit of a, a fairy tale situation and I love fairy tales in football like everybody else.
1: And Watford goalkeeper Jonathan Bond helped England's under-21s beat Germany 3-2 at Middlesbrough last night. Former Luton youngster Corley Woodrow was among the substitutes. World champion Lewis Hamilton expects to sign a new Mercedes contract this week that could be worth more than £27 million a year. The 30-year-old from Stevenage, who's been handling negotiations with team bosses himself, says talks are complete and the deal is being finalised by lawyers. More from James Allen. 30,
19: Hamilton will probably have one more contract after this, during his career. Staying at Mercedes was the obvious choice for now as they have the best car and this deal keeps him broadly aligned in value with the sport's other two leading drivers Sebastian Vettel and Fernando Alonso. Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship after two rounds from Vettel, who surprised the Mercedes driver by beating him in Malaysia at the weekend.
1: And in Netball Super League last night, Hertfordshire Mavericks beat Bath 42-33. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. the next full bulletin is at seven.
5: What was wrong with that fella?
1: Was he, like, in a, in a <laughs> coffin or something? He was speaking from a long way away. To, oh. I'll
5: get him to shout next
2: Please time. do, thank you. Call 08459 4455 no.
0: 555.
5: Oh. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kiss my... Uh, e-cigarette hey e-cigarettes ah uh, how's it going huh we've we've had beef we've had beef and you're all quite aggressive thugs and i'm just sitting back and enjoying the fallout as as predicted as as predicted so mm, there's a story a little while ago about e-cigarettes actually they might be more dangerous than a lot of people have been suggesting now okay fine let that go on yeah it's fine front page of the mirror e6 time bomb growing numbers of teenagers could be risking their health by getting hooked on e-cigarettes oh scientists warn oh the ones in the white coats the gadgets are marketed as being healthier than tobacco, and 16% of young users have never smoked cigs. Yet vaping still exposes them to the addictive chemical nicotine. Oh, yeah, but nicotine's in aubergines. Kiss that, you idiots. What a terrible argument. And toxins that harm the lungs. Professor Mark Bellis warned we should be very concerned about teenagers accessing e-cigarettes. Oh, should we? Oh, what have I been saying for the last year? That. Yeah, you vapists. Vapist, oh no, but there's nicotine in aubergines. Oh, is that the best argument you've got? Oh, sorry, I'll turn your microphone on. How
6: many aubergines do they get through in a day? Um, Also, if anyone does use these things, um. Is there a limited period, or do you just like suck in it all day long? You can suck on it all day long. Well, then how, how do you know how much you're having?
5: You, you refill it, don't you, or charge it up.
6: Right, because at least with mm. a cigarette, there is a finite period.
5: Does anyone use a cigarette lighter in their car to light cigarettes anymore? That's the hottest thing in the world. Mm. Don't touch that. It's only hot for like a second and a half. But man alive, that's the hottest thing in the world. Wowzers! All I'm saying is vapists who've been bullied. In fact, I'm tempted to unblock. How do I unblock people on Twitter? I think you just go through and unblock them. Well, it's going to take me about two hours. I've blocked loads of people. but It depends how badly you want to I'm going to unblock all the vapists. And you can come and you can blow your vapour in my face and then apologise for being complete and utter cheeses. What you got?
6: Benefits probe into darts feet by blind man.
5: Ooh! There's, there's so many things there. There's a probe, there's darts feet, and there's blind. A blind man played
6: so well in a charity darts marathon. Let's just, let's just bask in the glory of that. A charity <laughs> darts marathon. That's a lot of errors. in it? That he was investigated over disability benefit fraud. Robert Boone pictured, there's a picture of him there. Look, there he is with his darts.
5: He doesn't look blind, he's got glasses on.
6: He scored sixty-one thousand points.
5: That's a, not possible.
6: In the ten-hour feat, okay. in, including a one hundred and eighty, the maximum possible with three darts, leading to some uh, some to question whether his vision was really impaired.
5: Yeah. The
6: fifty-year-old is registered blind, with no sight in one eye and only shadows visible on the other.
5: Down, it, down, 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 down,
6: down. But he had played darts as a child and said the repetitive throwing action of the game meant he was an eight. <laughs> (laughs) was able to achieve a reasonable degree of accuracy without seeing the board. You've got to be able to look at the board, you plum. (laughs) So he was stunned to discover that a member of the public had reported him to the Department for Work and Pensions.
5: Oh, dear.
6: Mr Boone, who'd arranged the event to raise money for the training of two guide dogs, was called to a meet... Oh, that is mean, isn't it? So he's arranged the charity darts match Mm, and someone's grasped him up. It
5: gets even more suspicious.
6: He was called to a meeting by the DWP to assess his... How did he
5: know where to go?
6: So nobody felt humiliated. Is
5: that and the end that of the story. Kind there's just
6: loads more, but I mean, it's mean, isn't it?
5: Yeah. Well, it, it, they have. I tell you what's mean, right? Go on. I tell you what's tell mean. Tell me what's mean. I tell you what's tell mean. Tell me what's mean. They, everybody is just get, doing an excuse to put pictures of Poldark in the papers he's in the mail with his chest out have you seen it kelly
6: no
5: okay and he's running mascara and he's running mascara and his floppy hair and the woman painting his body because it's it's painted it's not a real tan and he looks it's disgusting anyway
6: let me tell you something please that man gives me not even a flicker <clears throat> in the old ovary section not a thing not not a flick nothing there's not a flick at all for dark.
5: Really? Poldark leaves me Cold
6: Coldark,
5: cold dark, not a flick for Poldark, <laughs> says Catherine Boyle. <laughs> Poldark hunk Aidan Turner... Debatable. ...was bombarded with marriage proposals and raunchy questions at a Q&A sh- session yesterday. Viewers fell for Aidan, 31, when he stripped in the BBC period drama this month. Oh, that's unfortunate. And he faced questions like, How do I refrain from licking my TV? And can you scythe my lawn topless? Uh, oh, dearie me. That is outrageous. Did you see this? That Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys did a Q&A on Twitter yesterday. And I will rephrase it. One young woman asked him, Brian, did you... Um, sleep with my mother (laughs) Uh, and uh, he replied I don't know send me a picture and I'll tell you yes or no (laughs) (laughs) he's in his seventies he's in his seventies he won't be able to remember he didn't uh, she didn't say sleep with she said "Well, that's that's uh,
20: what we say now the response was the same
5: should we have a song or do you want to do a petit filou
6: well let's have a petit chanson and then we'll have a petit filou Yeah, put a song on.
5: I knew I was meant to be doing something as this song got quieter, and that was uh, broadcast.
16: Yes.
6: Petit filou! Yes. Petit filou! A beaucoup de petit filou. Bonjour! A four-year-old girl has refused to eat anything other than yoghurt and a special Mm. sort of yoghurt, the petit filou. Since she was weaned off milk, Emily Lee Hayward's fussy eating extends not just to the type of food she eats, but even the brand and flavours uh, burst into tears if her mum tries to get her to drink, uh, eat anything else. 30 a day. This is insane. I've blocked her-
5: 836 people on Twitter. I don't want to get
6: too Gillian McKeith at this time of the morning, but yeah. her stools must be a disgrace. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, that's not normal, is it?
5: Um, the thing is as well, it comes down to, and I don't want to go all Steve Allen, but I'm going to, bad parenting. I'm
6: going to wade in as well. We just played bad mama jammer.
5: Yeah. Well, that's a bad mama. Just yogurt.
6: don't give her anything else. What? My kids would eat cake every day.
5: Let them eat cake.
6: And nothing else. Let them eat cake. No. A queen
5: said that. They have to eat the proper food first. Oh, you're one of them.
6: Yeah. I Good. have a rule. They don't have to finish the plate, but there has to be more plate than food.
5: Left. What's the plate made out of? Huh? Eh? How much? Why are they eating a plate? No, they're not. But there has to be more plate. I have to be able to be able thing. to see more plate than food. It's the thing, guys. If your kids only eat petit feu, they sure they can have petit. They can have petit feu. They're going to they turn can. French, apart from anything else. They can have, You can have a petit filou if you want to have a petit filou, Of course you can. Eat your bloomin' dinner first. Yeah. Eat your dinner. You don't want it. You're not, I'm not going to force them to eat. No. I'm not going to give them a complex about it. No. But you're not having Petit Filou. Thing is as well, if she don't get her Petit Filou, then she'll get hungry, she'll eat something. Exactly. She'll eat something.
6: That's what they say, don't they? Hunger makes good sauce. I don't
2: know what that means. I'll explain it to you during the travel. Thank you
0: travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's starting to build up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford and further afield on the M25 clockwise the q 2 bridge has been closed because of the strong winds so traffic's being diverted using the Dartford Tunnel but they're accused from the A127. In Cuffley on Northall Road West that's been closed in both directions because the trees fallen down between Cattlegate Road and Station Road and also in Woburns Sounds on Cranfield Road. That's blocked in both directions between Station Road and Lower End Road because of a fallen tree. On the trains, Thameslink have possible delays between Bedford and Brighton because of a signalling problem. And on the London Underground, the Piccadilly Line is suspended between Hammersmith and Acton Town, and that's because of power problems. Samantha breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Yes, Sammy. 6.46, it's Tuesday the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children another charity says one in 10 12 and 13 year olds are worried they're addicted to online pornography and another charity case making a football joke stevenage drew one all i don't get it at league two leaders burton last night here's the weather with kate
2: Beds, hearts, and Bucks weather.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
21: Well, after a very blustery night last night, we are in for another very windy day. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for the strong gusty winds. 50, 60 mile per hour gusts possible throughout the course of this morning. Also accompanied by some very heavy, squally, blustery showers. So it's really not going to feel too pleasant if you're caught out in one. Could get a bit of hail mixed in there as well. But between the showers, we should get some sunshine. The maximum temperature, just 12 Celsius. It is going to feel a bit chilly due to the wind direction. Now overnight tonight, the strong winds will ease a little, not entirely, but they will ease enough. Now the temperature's dropping down to three as the sky clears as well. So frost prevented because we're hanging on to a bit of a breeze, but it is still going to be a chilly one. And a chilly start to Wednesday, some sunshine at first, but cloud moving in from the west. Could see some showers tomorrow afternoon. Still going to be breezy throughout tomorrow, just less so than today. The maximum temperature for Wednesday, 11 Celsius. And that's your forecast we
22: Listen up people
5: of the U- I can't be bothered with that. I can't be bothered with this as well. This intrigues me. So we're going to play a snatch. We're going to have a snatch, okay? Oh, gonna it's going to s- be awful.
8: It's going to be awful, Justin. We're going to have a snatch. <laughs> hey boss. It's windy out here today. I, I, okay mate. okay We just had the weather mate. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, yeah know. I know but I'm, I'm actually on the streets. I'm not in a studio. I'm on the streets. Okay. Oh, okay.
6: That reminded me. As I drove in today, I thought oh. of the phone in. Uh, guys. What if you had blown off? <laughs> Cuz the bins were all over the shop. I had to drive around them. Yeah. It's terrible. What's this snatch you're on about, Ian? Well, What's it's blown off? 0459 double five five double five.
5: Well, me yesterday, terrible. But, I taught my boys two things yesterday. Go on. Proud. To pull my finger. Mhm. Mm-hmm. They thought it was hilarious! <laughs> You're such a cheeky, cheeky boy. And I taught them what cutting the cheese means. That's all quite late. It, you know, I know, my, my wife's posh. <laughs> I had them on my own all day. I got bored, I corrupted them. <laughs> anyway, Boys, pull my finger. They, they, uh, they were in hysteria. But then they kept trying to pull my finger too much and I had ended up very sore. But so, <laughs>
6: this is listening. You've got to be careful with your condition. I then.
5: know. Well, you know, Justin knows it more, yeah. than, more than anybody it's else. Painful. It could be
6: repercussions.
5: Van Morrison mm-hmm. and Michael Bublé. Huh? What? Let's have a, just have a oh, Hang on, the nice guy and the nasty guy. <laughs> oh, which is which? Yeah. That, oh, hang on a minute. Hang on, let's, have, let's have a listen. Hang on. <laughs>
19: to the very marrow
6: ladies and gentlemen michael bubelay <laughs> told you
5: Nah, no, i mean it's just <laughs> it's just quite enjoyed that snatch yeah you would do mate that's mm. that's your kind of vibe mm. your kind of vibe what are you saying just saying you like rubbish
8: sometimes. I'm saying to you, behave yourself. I'm because saying to you, no, you're no, going to get a slap whoa. slap. Let's listen. Behave one, 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 yourself, one, one, because one, one. you might have a little visit later on from a clown. Hey, yeah, yeah, Now you have been a nice oh, guy. Oh,
5: oh, oh, oh. Justin, Justin, Justin.
8: Yes. Oh, there's, there's, there's not a lot to Well, know. I've got something for you for later on, which you might yeah. quite like. I know you're really looking forward to having our cat expert in the studio later. I've
5: got no idea why that's cat
8: happening. Chats. Yeah, local, cat Yeah, cat chat. Local, um, local. I've been on the street and I've been asking people do you talk to your cat if so what do you talk to your cat about I think you might like that I was talking to my cat I, I talked to my cat all the time she was taking up the whole bed last night what are you saying?
5: I'm saying M- oi Vels move move your arms. <laughs> <laughs> what?
6: <laughs> you shorten her name? Well, yeah of course a Bit rude isn't it? No. I no. think she thinks you're over familiar. No
5: okay <laughs> J Dog? No, we're short. The name's Velvet. It gets shortened yeah, to it's Velvet. human beings, to not Vels. cats. Oh, come on, mate. G- g- no, no, you come on. You, No, you come on. No, you come on. Come on, come on. Come on, come no. on, come on. I say! <laughs> she, you, you're the man who spent an hour trying to get a selfie with his mum's
8: dog. Yeah, yeah, I was doing that for the public.
5: Anyway, I was talking to Velves last night because she was taking up a lot of the bed and then my youngest got in bed with me and she doesn't normally go near him but at night time when he's sleepy she will so he was talking to her.
8: Alright, do you you talk to Velves, as you call her, (laughs) do you you talk to Velves about how she's feeling? Uh, If she looks sad, I do, yeah, of course. Okay. How does
6: a cat look sad? Like that. yeah, that's what they look like. Oh,
5: I'm sad. oh right. So she says it. You're coming across a bit like a, a VF this morning, a box face. You're going to come across as a
8: PF, a punched face. Okay.
6: After you brought the breakfast face. Funny enough, we had that conversation
8: <laughs> last week when you weren't here. What would happen <laughs> if you punched me? I mm. thought we'd probably shake hands and move on. Um, well, there's, there's not a lot. I mean, there's, there's Mr Bean in jeans. There's uh, e-cigarette
5: time bomb. Here's one. Here's Go one has gone.
6: And this is. Uh, and again, I apologies, but it's the papers are doing it, not me. Yes. No. A man has left a farthing for his wife in his will after oh. she called him a rotten old pig because he broke wind.
5: Hey! Now, there are some couples. She pulled his finger. There are
2: some
6: couples who have never done that in front of each other.
5: I haven't. Wouldn't do it in front of my wife. Really? Yeah. I wish my husband wouldn't. Really? They're
6: very oh they don't care in his side of the family. I still think it's kind of you know something you keep to yourself.
5: Can I just say, all critics of me, it's Catherine that's doing this, <laughs> not no, it's me. Not. It's so the Facebook,
6: sun. it's the sun. So um, yeah, I, what well, I would. We're
5: not asking Justin to, to, to go and ask people have you farted in front of your partner. <laughs>
6: it's a windy day. No, we're not. No. Are we doing
5: this, guys? No, we're not doing this. I forbid it. I, I, even I forbid it. All right it. then.
6: What do you not do in front of your partner?
5: The choice is, Justin, what have you not done in front of your partner,
8: mm-hmm. and what's blown off? But not you. Okay. Okay? Yeah. The rules are simple. I'll take it to the streets. Speak to you later. Do you know what? I'll see what happens. Ta-ra. Cheers. Ta-ta.
5: Jamie's in Luton. Morning, Jamie. Morning, mate. What you got? Oh, flipping
6: it. What do you not do in front of your partner?
5: Take my wallet out. Yay! <laughs> Jamie, can I have a word with you, mate? No worries. Strictly uh, mano-a-mano. Go on then. Yeah? Um, why were you sending sexually suggestive tweets to Kelly Betts yesterday, mate? What was that all about? You've lost me. Chaka Khan? Chaka Khan? That's the next next song of the verse. The next what? That's the next lines of the verse that she was singing. Well, yeah, but it was a little bit creepy. What was the, what was the exact line? I... I... I want to feel, about feeling you. I want to touch you, I want to feel you, I want to make you feel good in my arms. In that, I think it Baby, that
20: baby, when I look at you, yeah. you I go. get a warm feeling inside.
5: Say that again, Kelly.
20: Baby, baby, when I look at you,
6: I get a warm feeling inside. OK, and Jamie, can you say that? Because I think that there is a way that you present yourself that means that actually we are um, missing a niche. I
5: don't think I can say that. Come, come on, Jamie, you can on, say it. I can't, songs. I can't do it. Come on, Jamie. Can't do it in. Jamie, come on, do it. No, I've got to be angry today. What? Got to be angry today. Why are you angry? Too windy. Because I'm at work. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's a, you don't sound angry. You sound just as your bored, slightly disinterested self. Nah, I've got a crazy thing for
23: you anyway. Oh, cra- I like crazy stuff. Yeah, let's have it. M11 Freudy. There was three workmen on the hard shoulder trying to do a pothole in between the traffic driving over it at 50, 60 mile an hour.
6: Wow, that is that is crazy. That's extreme pothole
5: filling. That is crazy, isn't it?
23: But they were waving at the drivers as I was coming to them to like slow down. But why, why, when you you put cones up and, and sort of cordon it off? When have you not put cones
5: up and cordon things off when you should have put cones up and cordon things off? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Thank you, Jamie. Ta-da. Morrison, they're making the same song for 45 years now.
20: Maybe when I look at you, I get a warm feeling inside. Kelly?
0: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio strong winds are causing some problems this morning. In High Wycombe on Amersham Road that's been blocked by a tree that's fallen down between Magnolia, Dean and Totteridge Lane. In Cuffley Northall Road West is blocked by a tree that's fallen down between Cattlegate Road and Station Road and in Woven Sands on Cranfield Road that's closed in both directions between Station Road and Lower End Road. On the motorways the M25 anti-clockwise is slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford and further afield clockwise the QE2 bridge is closed so traffic's being diverted through the dark. For tunnel instead. On the trains, Thameslink have possible delays between Bedford and Brighton because of a signalling problem, and the Piccadilly line has severe delays between Hammersmith and Acton Town. Samantha so breath BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Sammy, you're right, my love. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. We've not spoken properly for a while. It's been a bit busy. You're right. I'm good. Don't. Are I don't. You want right? th- yeah, I'm all right. I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you. <laughs> oh well, thank you. All right then. <laughs> oh. Speak to you later, my love. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye-bye.
1: It's 7 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines warning that council tax bailiffs upset the kids. NSPCC highlights children viewing online pornography and draw for Stevenage at League Leaders. BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. According to the Children's Society, last year in Bedford there were 57 bailiff visits per 1,000 households and in Wellin-Hatfield there were 47 more from Tony Fisher. The charity says the majority of those families who had a bailiff sent round left their child frightened, sad or worried. It recommends helping families get back on their feet by giving them more advice rather than threatening struggling households. Across the whole of England, the charity says council sent out bailiffs 1.3 million times last year. The NSPCC says one in 10 12 and 13-year-olds are worried they're addicted to online pornography. Of these 700 youngsters questioned by Childline, one in five. Had viewed pornography that has upset them. Kate Russell is a Hertfordshire-based technology reporter.
15: The main thrust of it is actually to say we need to stop making it uncomfortable to talk about this and actually Mm. start speaking to young people about what is and isn't safe and what is and isn't right and how it makes them feel. And accept the fact that kids are going to explore stuff online.
1: The economy is expected to be the focus for the two main Westminster parties again today as general election campaigning continues. The Conservatives will pledge to create 2 million jobs Labour will promise to cut business rates in its first budget. A court in Malaysia has found a man guilty of killing two British medical students in Borneo last August. Neil Dalton and Aidan Brunger, who were both 22 and students at Newcastle University, were working at a hospital on the island when they were stabbed in a bar. More than 2,500 rail passengers have been prosecuted for fare dodging between 2013 and 14, according to the Crown Prosecution Service, but that doesn't include those given fixed penalty notices by train operators. Martin Abrams is from the Campaign for Better Transport. The problem
3: that we see day after day with our fares and ticketing system is that it's incredibly complicated to understand and more often than not people are, are buying the wrong ticket for a journey without really knowing and then getting a fixed penalty notice as a result.
1: Researchers say they're very concerned by a survey of 16,000 teenagers which found that one in five had bought or tried e-cigarettes. Of those, almost one in six had never smoked ordinary cigarettes. In sports, Stevenage drew one all at League Two leaders Burton last night, a result which leaves them just two points from a playoff place. The draw also moves Graham Wesley's side level on points with Luton.
4: After the break, they came out and we had to weather a storm. We had to dig deep. We had to organise and and show resilience. We had to run very, very hard on a very difficult surface and I think the boys showed a terrific amount of commitment to bring the point home in the end.
1: And world champion Lewis Hamilton expects to sign a new Mercedes contract this week that could be worth more than £27 million a year. The weather gale force winds to start the day in places, then bright or sunny spells and scattered blustery showers. A maximum temperature, 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning team
5: Cats, tax and porn By coincidence, the title of my forthcoming autobiography 08459 455 555 Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio Now it's that time of the day, every day we go over to Catherine to see if she's got texas. She's doing a little chair dance. I got a text. Hey! How long have you been doing this job? 18 months. 18 months. And finally, you've managed to get the text machine. I've
6: done it about twice
5: in the past and, oh, 18 wait, months. Okay. So. Have we got any texas? Are you cold in there? Have we got... Wait, am I smoking peanuts? Yeah.
6: With regard to council tax debts, this is about the story the um, Children's Society is asking councils to stop sending bailiffs round to homes uh, where there are children when oh, yeah. they want to collect uh, yeah. council tax debt. Oh,
16: yeah. yeah, um,
6: yeah. Nick yeah. doesn't have any sympathy. He yeah. says, oh, yeah. I don't have sympathy with folk who can't or don't pay their way. If your personal circumstances change through losing a job, etc., then you tell the relevant authorities what's happened and agree a plan. If the bailiffs are knocking on your door, it's because you buried your head in the sand and ignored the problem.
5: I don't have... Uh, uh, um, I don't... See think I have sympathy for those who don't pay their way, although there may be exceptions. You, uh, you, uh, surely you have to have sympathy for those who can't pay their way, don't you? Don't you? It seems a little uh, cold. Those who can't pay their way and, you know, it can happen really quickly. You can be living, you know, paycheck to paycheck and if that disappears, you can be stuffed. Or Also, it can be terrifying.
6: There's also a possibility that a lot of these people think they'll be able to sort it out and so that maybe they don't address it because they think, no, I'm not at that point yet, I will be able to sort it out. It's not until the knock comes on the door that Mm. they realise that it's gone too far. Anything else? That'll do for now, I think.
5: OK, thanks very much indeed. Well, the charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collecting unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. A new report by the Children's Society recommends helping families get back on their feet rather than threatening struggling households. Uh, last year in Bedford there were 57 bailiff visits per thousand households and in well in Hatfield there were 47. Uh, joining me now Amy Gibbs from the Children's Society. Morning Amy. Good morning. Why did you carry out this research?
12: So at the Children's Society we work with families who are struggling many living in poverty and last year we found that parents told us councils were one of the most unhelpful creditors when it came to trying to deal with debts or with falling behind on on your bills so we did further research with parents and children and what we found really worryingly is that councils are often rushing to send in aggressive and intimidating bailiffs to family homes to chase unpaid council tax and that this is having a really really damaging impact on children themselves leaving them frightened sad and worried, and with some children telling us about sleepless or stressful nights. And that's why the Children's Society is campaigning on this issue and why we're calling for all councils to stop sending bailiffs to families with children.
5: A complete blanket ban on sending uh, bailiffs to children, uh, to to families with children.
12: We are asking councils to stop sending in the bailiffs and instead to give families the chance to negotiate affordable repayments on their council tax bill because of course they should pay their council tax back but we want council to give them the time and space that they need to get back on their feet and also to refer everyone falling behind on their bills into independent advice. Really worryingly, we found that one in ten families weren't sound-posted by their council to get any advice. So it's really important that councils give families the advice they need so they can repay their council tax, but protect their children if rather you're... than rushing to send in the bailiffs.
5: If you're swinging the lead, and of course I'm not suggesting that everybody is, but if you're a bit of a chancer and you, you know that your council isn't, if you don't pay your council tax and you've got kids, your council isn't going to send around the bailiffs well where's the incentive to pay so
12: we've looked at councils that have um limited the use of bailiffs with um families that have children and actually they've still collected council tax at higher than average rates and the reality is that the families that we work with at the children's society are often struggling to make ends meet they're cutting back on the basics they're making impossible choices sometimes, such as whether to heat their homes or whether to put a hot meal on the table. And some of the parents we spoke to, they're actually taking on more debts from people like payday loan companies to pay their council tax back. They do want to pay their way, but they're struggling to provide for their children. And that's why it's so important that councils don't rush to enforcement action and rush to get the bailiffs knocking on the door, but give families that space and advice that they need to make a repayment. Yeah. so that their children aren't. aren't is, is
5: it is it the bailiffs themselves that are causing the stress, or is it that that just the general lack of funds that's causing the stress in children?
12: So parents told us that when bailiffs came round, most of the time their children were in the house.
5: Send them upstairs to the bedroom. Well, but isn't that isn't that the isn't that the bit? If the kids are picking up on the children's stress or the situation, that's surely bad parenting, isn't it? The children and families that we spoke to, children had
12: answered the door to bailiffs, they were aware of people coming round and asking for money, or they'd picked well, they picked up sh- the they- phone to debt collectors, and that's what's leaving children
5: scared. No, but they shouldn't be. The, bail- I, I would imagine that a bailiff knocking on the door and an eight-year-old answers isn't going to go, we've come here to get your telly. They'll say, is your mum and dad there? Then but- that's, that's the cue then for the mum and dad to send the kid upstairs. One mum
12: told us that she does stop. Their children answering the door she stops them answering the door because she 's really scared that there's a bailiff behind her so it. she but so children... that
5: that child Amy with the greatest respect that child is is, is getting stressed because of the the uh, the messages the mum is giving her if there aren 't bailiffs knocking on the door then it's not the bailiff's fault, is it?
12: The problem here, and, and one child we spoke to, who's, tw- who's 12, talked about being aware of people coming in and taking things from the home and of their neighbours having bailiffs coming round as well. This isn't an isolated problem. Oh, so it's the, the neighbours. The worry is that we found councils are rushing to send the bailiffs in, and that's the problem here. One in five families in council tax debt had had a bailiff visit. That's very worrying, and councils should be looking at other, op- o- other options, like taking deductions um, directly from people's income, which is less damaging for children. But also, really importantly, when a bailiff visit happens, the cost of that bailiff visit is passed on to the family, meaning their debt gets bigger, they fall more and more into a debt trap. That's why councils must make sure they're negotiating with families, putting in place affordable repayment plans, looking at things like deductions from their wages or their benefits, so that it doesn't have this direct impact on children. Because I'm sure no one would want
5: Children and teenagers to be living in fear of the next knock at the door. Oh, uh, Amy, I was with you, and t- that was a low blow at the end. That was a low blow at the end because that's that's not completely fair, is it? Really? Well, at the children's cheap side, shot we, we work with. It's, it's not a cheap shot. Well, we c- c- of, course, of course, of course, that's a silly to say. thing, to say, Amy. No, no one wants children to be afraid of the next knock of at the door. Course, but that's that's no no a cheap does. shot, Amy. Come on, you were doing better than that.
12: We are calling for councils to make sure they're protecting their families, the, the children okay. we spoke to are, are frightened, they are living in fear of the next knock at the door, that's, that's why we're speaking out on this, it's really
5: important, okay. and right.
12: that's why we want councils to stop rushing to send in the bailiff okay. and make sure they're supporting the families in their communities.
5: Amy, thank you very much indeed, Amy Gibbs from the Children's Society, let's go to a bailiff, uh, Brian Lacosch, a certified bailiff based in
23: Bedfordshire, morning Brian! Uh, good morning to you. You're terrifying children! Well, um, I'm not, actually, because I'm no longer involved in that sort of work, but I have quite massive experience. What are the guidelines
5: surrounding bailiffs and and families with children? Are there
23: any? Very much so. Um, There was some new legislation came out in April last year, and um, in addition to dealing with... um, Uh, the methods of uh, collecting council tax, the Ministry of Justice um, uh, issued a a national standards uh, document which is not of course legislation but um, any responsible and professional bailiff company or bailiff will have signed up to it, in addition to which SIVIA, the Bailiffs Association, um, have their own set of guidelines which uh, mirror the national standards. what is more, uh, councils will also um, uh, make impositions on bailiffs in the way that they uh, deal with matters, in particular uh, relative to dealing with. What are the guidelines, I'm Barry, you,
5: uh, Brian? Sorry, you turn up at someone's house, you've got to collect a thousand pounds worth of equipment, and there's a 12-year-old and an eight-year-old there. What, what, what can you and what can't you do?
23: Uh, the, the the national guidelines state that you must withdraw without doing anything um the only thing you might do is leave a letter in a sealed envelope but even before that happens i, I might say that under the new legislation as i say it's just a year old Um, the bailiffs have to send out um, a a notice of enforcement by post or hand-deliver it to the debtor's house, giving uh, the debtor uh, a minimum of of seven days, and usually it's up to ten days because it excludes Sundays and bank holidays, um, for them to contact the bailiff, or for that matter the council, and come to an arrangement to pay. Um, The use of a bailiff by councils is very much an option of of very last resort, councils are becoming far more proactive uh, themselves at collecting debt and it's only the um, real uh, small number of uh, cases that are sent to uh, bailiffs by councils Brian, it can
5: be of course, by the very nature of having a couple of, and it's uh, generalisation but a couple of big burly blokes turning up saying we want a £1,000 or we're going to take the telly, it, it, it can be intimidating and it can be upsetting, can't it? Of
23: course. Uh, yes I totally agree with that and the Children's Society are a very worthy uh, uh, cause uh, an organisation but I do think they've, they've been a bit headline uh, grabbing here for reasons uh, best known to themselves and I, I'm, I'm somewhat circumspect about their their, their figures and their data because, although we haven't got time probably to debate it here um, I, I, it's my belief in, that councils do not keep data relative to what children in their household when they send the bailiffs out and not all bailiffs by the way are, are Burly, and and they will not always be, 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 uh, as it were, attending houses um, double-handed. Brian,
5: listen. I I just want to bring Amy back in. Amy, you heard Brian there, former bailiff. Yeah. What what do you want to say?
12: Um, Well, just on the point about our findings, um, this was based partly on a freedom of information request where councils told us about their frequency of using bailiffs, and sadly, it doesn't seem that it is. Only in a handful of cases across the country, bailiffs were sent out 1.3 million times last year. And as I said earlier, one in five families in council tax debt had had a bailiff visit. And the, the statistics we're talking about from parents and children are from a survey, a poll that we conducted with parents and children. So this is based on what mm. people are telling us that children are frightened, that bailiffs are being sent around too often, and that you know we we want families to be able to p- repay their council tax debt. But councils must work with those families and not rush to send in the bailiffs as a first resort.
5: Amy, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Amy Gibbs from the Children's Society. The other voice you heard there was Brian McCosh, Certified Bailiff, 08459 555. BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds,
0: cards and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the windy weather this morning is causing some serious problems for travel, so starting with the trains, Chiltern Railway are suspended between Ellsbury and Marleybone because of a tree on the line. In High Wycombe on the A404 Amersham Road, that's blocked in both directions between Magnolia Dean and Totteridge Lane. In Cublington, Cublington Road's blocked between Cublington and Wing and in Woburn Sands on Cranfield Road, that's blocked between Station Road and Lower End Road. In Cuffley on Northall Road West, that's blocked by a tree that's fallen down between Cattlegate Road and Station Road. And looking at the motorways, the M25 anti-clockwise has queues building up between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And further afield, the M25 clockwise has the qe 2 bridge closed, so traffic is being diverted through the Dartford Tunnel. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much. 716, it's Tuesday the 31st of March. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. The NSPCC says that one in 10 12- and 13-year-olds are worried they are addicted to online pornography. And in sports, Stevenage drew one-all at League Two leaders Burton last night. What, the menswear shop?
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan.
23: It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years, till two days ago. He
12: should refund me £1,900.
11: Which is where we come in.
0: We managed to get them to agree to come back in
11: to the property on an agreed date. The JVS Show takes on your consumer problems.
23: But uh, I've basically lost a whole lot in administration charges.
11: And helps to get to the right solution.
23: I've received a check back for £578. Jonathan, I can't
24: thank you enough... I don't know how you
11: do, what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
24: Call
2: 08459 455 555.
11: BBC
5: Three Counties Radio. One in 10, 12 and 13 year olds say they are worried they are addicted to online pornography. uh, That's according to the NSPCC who question over 700 adolescents. The charity says that Childline callers suggest viewing porn is now a part of everyday life and it's adding to the pressure to do things they're not ready for. Uh, Steve Pope is a psychotherapist who works with porn addicts as young as 10 years old. Steve, I'd be curious to see exactly what these young people were asked. Uh, Would a 12 or 13-year-old necessarily know that they were addicted to porn?
13: Well, I think they know these days when it's a problem, um, and certainly enough to the extent where more and more are talking to the parents about it and coming to see us. So,
5: to, to, for those who, don't, who would be surprised by the phrase addicted to porn, in, in your expert opinion, what, what, what does that mean?
13: Well, it's where it becomes a compulsion. It, where, say, for instance, with a kid, they come in from school and instead of going on the laptop to see what the local chop, the Arsenal result was, they're straight on getting a hit, getting a fix from looking at uh, various internet sites, and, and that's what's happening. It, it, we might have problems with drugs, but with the drugs, you've got to find money, you've got to find a dealer. With internet porn, they get straight on and they get a rush, and the, the taboos, that. The, the porn levels or the the harder the porn uh, goes goes higher and higher as they're looking for a bigger and bigger hit that's the problem and then they take the porn into reality and that's when we get the acting out and the kids at risk.
5: We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the crossing over into reality in a little bit but it, it okay. ha- I'm, I'm such an old man Steve I was saying earlier on and, and it sounds like I'm being <laughs> flippant this my yeah well exactly well you know in the 70s you'd find you'd be lucky if you found a copy of Mayfair in the bushes and I remember so, yeah. watching me and my mates watching our first uh, porno film at the age of 14. Oh, it was flipping horrible and it was you know and it was it, 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 it was horrible and it was unpleasant and but kids as young as 10, 11, and 12, I suppose, they, they're carrying it around in their pocket or, or at least access to it all the
13: time, aren't they? Exactly. And what happens is, you know, you've got peer group uh, pressure. You know, one, as you say, somebody find a copy of Mayfair and day, or Men Only, I think, was the thing. Uh, and uh, they, they would, you know, it would get shared around. The same thing's happening with social media. You know, one, one kid will find a site. Um, I have had it with my own kids the last couple of days. There's some site where you can find all all, di- all different TV channels for free. So yeah, yeah. they've been told that by one kid and then the next kid hears it and the next kid hears it so everybody's onto these sites you know where they can you know view normal TV but for free rather than going you know so it, it, it's passed on very quickly and that's the whole thing about the you know electronic media these days you know and at the moment there's no way of controlling it the only way we will ever control it is by going to the kids with something similar to what the NSPCC is saying with cartoons educating the kids as we did with food Jamie Oliver was you know what Jamie Oliver did was he went in and educated the kids and then educated the parents
5: is, no, it, is it? What is it? You see, he's educating the kids, but doesn't that... Don't,
13: I kind of think that a
5: 12-year-old kid, the responsibility of what they are looking at comes down to the parents. I'm not going to let my boys have, have um, uh, smartphones when they're 12 or computers in their room. And surely those parents that do, they should be installing things like NetNanny or K9, programmes that have got really strict filters that block out that kind of stuff.
13: No, I, I agree entirely, but one of the problems we have... We, we with her uh, parents is that, that, that they haven't got a clue what you're talking about. I, I mean, I have to be honest, my six-year-old daughter can educate me more on how to use the iPad or the iPhone than I can. She'll, she'll do things, you know, l- l- you know, set the phone up for me. So the, the more the more computer-aware, the more you know media-aware these days. So you know, things have moved on so quickly uh, you know, the the parents lag behind, so you're you're exactly right, but parents, you've got to be aware parents, when you send your child upstairs to play on the iPad and you get two hours peace, you've got to think, what the heck are they doing?
5: Uh, They're not, no, no, my boys are five and three, so I'm a little way off, but there's no way, (laughs) there's no way they're taking, you know, they don't they they don't use, they're not allowed to play on my phone their mum lets them play on their phone, which I don't approve of but, but they're going to be watching the computer and using the computer when I'm in the Room.
13: Yeah, and, and that's great. But uh, you, you, you know, you're a busy guy. You've got, you've got a show to prepare, great show to prepare. Your hours are fully committed. You, you can't be checking all the time, no. can you? When, that, when those kids get to seven or eight, I tell you, mate, we've, we've got our hands. I pulled. suppose so, <laughs>
5: Steve. You mentioned it. That, that, that just looking at these images had crossed over into into acting out. Give us some examples of that.
13: Well, I suppose you know. I mean, we had a classic early start to the day yesterday uh, a 12 and 13 year old have been acting out scenes from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey that, 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 that literally in the park on the roundabout and uh, you know uh, the, f- the first thing is uh,
5: hopefully I, the you know, scene I, in the helicopter what was what, 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 some of the, <laughs> the
13: rude stuff were they? yeah oh yeah oh, okay. and, and the boy says to me I've got you know, whatever, Mr. Master X, why were you involved in this? He says, well, it, it, it's OK, isn't it? I mean, it, it's a film, it's a book. People, that's what adults do. And he said, so, you know, I'm I, I it into my life. And I, and I, I was
5: a bit shocked. All right, isn't, isn't that, though, Steve, let me play devil's advocate, isn't that the same as playing doctors and nurses like we did in the 70s? You show me yours, I'll show you mine.
13: Well I mean there's a, there's a natural evolution in sexual awareness, but when you've got 12 or 13 year olds experimenting with bondage and thinking it's normal mm. to you know yes. to, to hit each other for gratification yeah. uh, we've got problems and if you think kids are doing that, and especially this was going on in the local park, who do you attract to the park? You know the, the, the ad, adult predators are going to be around if that's what kids are doing yeah. the, the whole thing it, it, you know we, we're going to be aware of what legacies we're leaving our kids.
5: And at least Steve sorry to interrupt Just, so you, you're, you're, you've got a client that turns up it's a 13 year old boy he's addicted to pornography he gets the rush from it he's starting to you know it, it, it chase bigger and bigger thrills well, how do you deal with that what, what would your treatment involve
13: well the, the, what we do is we sit down we, we we, we take the picture of the, the world they see, you know, their sexuality, the world, the way they see sex, and we try and bring emotions into sex. We try and explain the the good side, the bad side, the, the you know, the upside, the downside. And usually, as you said before, we bring parents and say, look, this is what's going on. And, and, you know, the kid may have the illness, the family wear the spots. It's a family thing. And sometimes, you know, the, the, the kids are all easy to deal with than the parents, you know. Well, but
5: then if you bring the family in and, and they don't know how to work the internet, there's a good chance they're then going to shame that kid aren't they which is going to cause them a whole heap of problems 20 30 years down the line
13: yeah, well that's one thing that can't happen you know if we've got if we've got any any child any teenager that has sexual issues the, the worst thing you can do is, is shame them castigate them punish them because at the end of the day we are the parents we're responsible for those children and we and and that's the word responsibility we, we, we have to monitor what they're doing and Is it,
5: is this, is this, because this is, the internet is still comparatively new, although, you know, there, of course, there are probably, well, at least one generation, maybe a couple that have grown up always having the internet. Is this one of these things that's going to, 20 years down the line, we're going to be lined up with a load of really screwed up people?
13: Uh, it's it's possible, highly possible who, I mean, we don't know there's so many things coming along these days I mean, e-cigarettes, we don't really know the you know, we don't know the ramifications of those mm. but it seemed a good idea at the time no, you, know, don't... Got, you know, who knows Don't who get knows? me
5: started on e-cigarettes, Steve <laughs> Oh, I've got beef with e-cigarettes Steve, really good to talk to you, keep on doing the good work thank you very much indeed Steve Pope, psychotherapist works with uh, young kids who are addicted to porn And of course it's an addiction, isn't it? Just like uh, drugs can be, just like alcohol can be, just like shopping can be, just like food can be, it it fires off endorphins in your brain. And your brain then gets wired up incorrectly. Catherine. Yes. Texas.
6: We have. Uh, Nick is back uh, talking about this uh, idea of keeping bailiffs away from homes where there are children. Good morning, Nick. He said we should stop police investigating or arresting parents then because they might upset the children. Have a good day. Uh, Snuffers, question. If a bailiff comes round at 10am on a Monday and an eight-year-old answers the door,
5: uh, why isn't that child at school? (laughs) Easter holiday, next.
6: And L, the previous government changed how they paid benefits to people who claim they used to pay rent and council tax directly to the council and landlord. Uh, The last government decided, in their wisdom, to pay people directly and hope they paid their bills. Perhaps some of the problems would be alleviated if the system was reversed.
5: And you can find a list of all candidates by going onto the (laughs) internet somewhere. I I do think... I don't think a bailiff is going, to op- is going to have a door open by a ten-year-old and go, we've come to take your telly. They're going to say, is mummy or daddy there, please, my little princess? Then they send the kid upstairs. If the kid is picking up on the parents' stresses, I mean, yeah, they're going to notice when they come downstairs and the PlayStation's gone, but...
6: The other thing is, I dare say there are other things going on when it Get gets to wee. that point that will be worrying for the children.
5: Um, not many people buying our last guest. No. No. Why? Paul says, uh, your guest says there's no way of stopping it, porn and uh, uh, kids. Turn off the internet. There are no excuses for kids looking at porn at home. Bad, lazy parenting. Well, uh, they'll look at it on their phones when they're out and about. And if they don't have phones or they have a a blocker on that, they'll look at it on their mates. But... And kids are always going to be curious. Kids are going to want to look at sexual images. Of course they are. I
6: think it's about giving them a basis to judge it on, isn't it?
5: I swear to God, though, man. My boys, they are not getting smartphones until they're... is 16, maybe 15. Mm-hmm. They're not having computers in their room while they're living in my house. My kids aren't oh, even sorry?
6: having a TV in their bedroom.
5: And I am allowed to come and look at what they're doing at any point I like, and go through their history at any point I like.
20: Boys, if you're listening, I can show you how to delete. No, no, no. don't.
16: What?
20: Don't encourage. You wait when you've got kids.
5: Seriously, I, I, I don't understand. Uh, we, we did this before. We had loads of parents saying, well, my 10-year-old needs a phone, so um, yeah. I know that uh, they've got to school okay. No, you,
6: they don't need a phone for that. My six-year-old has started asking for one. She's got a friend who's got teenage
5: sisters. What's she her number? Wh- I'll phone her up <laughs> and tell Oh, she hasn't got one. <laughs> she
6: said, can I have an iPhone? I said, what for? Yeah, Who are you yeah, going to yeah. ring? Well, I need it. What do you need it no, for? Uh, playing, playing Candy Crush?
5: There are so many paedophiles out there now, I need to know if my son is going to be... If I'm picking up my son... This was one of them last time. If I'm picking up my son from school and I'm going to be 20 minutes late, I need to phone him.
6: No! Don't be 20 minutes late.
5: Don't be 20 minutes late. 20 minutes late or make him do what I had to do. Sometimes my mum was an hour late, you just got to wait. And he's either old enough to make the decision, do I wait or do I start the journey home?
6: Or he waits. Well, no. What wait. you do now is, phones uh, are installed in schools, right, generally? Yeah. Phone the school and say you're going to be late.
5: Uh, kids don't need kids. Here's, right, here we go. Kids don't need phone. I'm going to give you the statement uh, you discuss. Someone, someone try and prove me wrong on this statement. Kids don't need phone. Oh eight four five nine four. and Unless, of course, they're going to phone me now. But they can use yours. Oh, wait, unlock the... the take the padlock. We used to have phones with padlocks on! Not my, not my house, although we had one phone and it was on the phone table in the hallway. In the hallway. You had to ask permission to use it. It was a big deal when a phone got installed in Mum's room, but...
6: Do you I, remember when your girlfriend or boyfriend would ring up? No.
5: Oh, embarrassing. I don't. It's for you. It's a boy. Or my friends had a phone. It had a lock. There was a lock was with, with a key was in the number one, so you couldn't dial. Yeah, you worked out you could tap the, the receiver and you could make a phone call like that. But that was tricky.
20: Phones weren't interesting then anyway. They were too long to have to dial exactly wait for it all to go back round and then dial. If you were calling the police, you were there for ages.
5: Imagine how, how long it took to send a text doing that. <laughs>
10: In High Wycombe, Amersham Road is blocked in both directions between Magnolia Dean and Tartaridge Lane because the tree's fallen down. And in Cublington, on Cublington Road, that's also blocked between Cublington and Wing for the same reason Chris called to say. In Woburn Sands, Cranfield Road's blocked between Station Road and Lower End Road. In Cuffley, in North, Ro- North Royal Road West is closed between Cattlegate Road and Station Road. That's all because of fallen trees. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And the QE2 bridge on the M25 clockwise is closed with traffic using the Dartford Tunnel instead, but it's causing queues from the A127 at Ramford. On the trains, Chiltern Wayway are suspended between Aylesbury and Marleybone because of an obstruction on the line. Smell the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Across beds, hearts, and bugs.
10: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. The NSPCC says one in ten 12- and 13-year-olds are worried they're addicted to online pornography and the economy is expected to be the focus for the two main Westminster parties again today as general election campaigning continues. Three Counties Sports.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Stevenage drew one all at League Two Leaders Burton last night, a result which leaves them just two points from a playoff place. The draw also moves Graham Westley's side level on points with Luton.
4: Bit had a, a solid draw at, uh, at Cambridge. We'd had a, a solid draw at Wickham before that. We had a, a solid draw at Exeter. I think in all those games, nobody could have complained if we if we won the points. And, you know, it, it would have been one of those games tonight. If we'd have come away 1 0 victors, scoring from a set play and then showing resilience and determination, of open would have been a great victory. But those four draws, you know, the best side to always talk about not getting beaten on their travels, trying to win but not getting beaten and you know we're doing that at the moment so that's positive.
1: Tottenham striker Harry Kane will start for England for the first time in tonight's friendly against Italy in Turin. Captain Wayne Rooney is looking forward to playing alongside him.
18: I think we all had a big opportunity for Harry to start the game, obviously um, he's done great when he come on um, on Friday night so a different test uh, against a, a good Italy team will be a big test for him and hopefully he does well. It's um, a big game for us all but his first start in Italy will be tough and hopefully I'm sure he'll be ready for that and excited to play.
1: And Watford goalkeeper Jonathan Bond helped England's under-21s beat Germany 3-2 at Middlesbrough last night. Former Luton youngster Corley Woodrow was among the substitutes. World champion Lewis Hamilton expects to sign a new Mercedes contract this week that could be worth more than £27 million a year. The 30-year-old from Stevenage, who's been handling negotiations with team bosses himself, says talks are complete and the deal is being finalised by lawyers. More from James Allen.
19: At 30, Hamilton will probably have one more contract after this during his career. Staying at Mercedes was the obvious choice for now as they have the best car and this deal keeps him broadly aligned in value with the sport's other two leading drivers Sebastian Vettel and Fernando Alonso. Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship after two rounds from Vettel who surprised the Mercedes driver by beating him in Malaysia at the weekend.
1: And in Netball Super League last night Harvature Mavericks beat Bath 42-33. BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at 8.
2: Call oh eight four five nine four double five five
1: double five. BBC Three Counties Radio.
25: There's a voice that keeps on calling me. Down the road, it's where I'll always. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow A world is waiting to unfold. A brand new tale no one has ever told. We've journeyed far, but I know it won't be long. We're almost there, and we've paid our fare with a hobo song. Maybe tomorrow i wanna settle down. Until tomorrow. That never seems to end
5: That's better. Sorry, guys. When we're just... Um,
25: nature,
5: just the uh, the clown had arrived, and... Uh, how's your clown? <laughs> Delicious. Dennis!
3: Good morning, Ian. Thank you for that song. Yeah, that, a, that's lit- a great one. Get out, throw the kids out, and tell them to go and find a new life. <laughs> They're only five and three, Dennis. This is a little bit hard. I know. Now is the time for example. They know start to explore. I had that a good day
5: they- yesterday. It's half term, right? So, yeah. I, and, I, and my wife was working yesterday, so I had the kids. And um, I, was very, I was so tired, Dennis. It, I was tempted to spend the day watching... By the way, parents, I uh, sympathise and empathise with all of you that have watched Paddington 25 times since Friday because <laughs> it came out on DVD. And I was tempted just to bung Paddington on again. And I didn't, Dennis. I went to Savile Gardens... There's an unfortunate name. Um, And uh, we took the boys... I took the boys on an Easter trail where they had to follow clues, and they got an Easter egg at the end. And the woman... I thought it would take about 45 minutes. The woman said it would take an hour and a half took us two and a half hours. They were knackered. And I sent Catherine a picture, because by the end, they were they were flagging. And I sent Catherine a picture of them, like, miles away behind me, because I was going, boys, come on, we're nearly there! And I was looking at the map. We weren't anywhere nearly there. I was lying. I was doing a dad lie. <laughs> it was good fun, though. It was good fun, Dennis. You should That's have called it a way. day
6: way before that point, and just given him an Easter egg, said, you were. Well, the thing home. is,
5: we ended up... I thought it was too long. They should have done three routes, like a A, B, C, A, B, C, and then we would have done the A one. But because um, it wasn't until we were literally the furthest point away from the building that I looked at the map and thought, oh, flip it. And they were really tired. I thought, oh, flipping it. We're, it's it's going to be quicker to carry on the journey rather than turn back. It was horrible. Mm. But the kids loved it. And then and my eldest had his first ever wee in a stream. So um, he, he just stood in a stream wearing his Wellingtons. He said, I need a wee. I said, well, away you go, son. Really? Hey! How do I wash my hands? You're in a stream! Beautiful <laughs> nature, Dennis. Well, teach him not to pee on his hands and he wouldn't have to wash them. mundo, Officer Fonzarelli! <laughs> what you got for us, then?
3: I was just saying, the children with these telephones, give them my telephone, two cocoa tins and a long piece of string. Let them go on adventure. Well, you know, you don't need to listen oh. to the blasted phone all the time. Do you
5: know what? That's not a bad idea, and that's what I might do with the the gentleman later on. Get a couple of tin cans and a piece of string. They'll love that.
3: Well, that's what it's all about. Tell them to invent a
5: telephone. Well, I don't need to invent it, Dennis. They've they've been invented 100 100 oh, yes, odd but, uh, years. So,
3: not that sort of phone. They well, have, yeah. no. Dennis, thanks for calling. Bye bye, Try.
5: Well, that's what we'll do. Just need to get some tin cans from somewhere. Uh,
6: tin can shop. Yeah. Tin can alley.
5: In I always wanted that. Never got it. No. Well. Any taxes?
6: Your news clip, says Pete in Marky 8, says one in ten 12- and 13-year-olds are addicted to pornography. Does yeah. this mean that my 11-year-old is immune for the time being?
5: <laughs> cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky. Oh, look at Kelly Isn't she This is why Kelly's so good. She waited to finish her mouth full before answering the telephone call there.
6: Uh yeah. Do you know, I'm really surprised we've had no people ringing up and uh, defending their right to give their children a telephone. Because they know they can't. Well, no, a lot no. of people think it's an absolute necessity. No. I don't get it. You don't get it.
5: No. You, you, kids shouldn't have telephones. Kids don't need telephones.
6: 08459 oh, four double five five double
5: oh, no, five. Here we go. George uh, has uh, text tweeted, Bit of food for thought. When you are watching your first blue movie at 14, where did your parents think you were? I was at my mate's Malcolm's house. I say 14, we might have been 15. We were around about then. Poss- possibly 15. It was around about then. Um, well, they thought I was out with my friends, which I was. It was me, it was Bob, it was Malcolm, it was Wayne. I think Wayne supplied it. Um, and we were at Malcolm's house and we watched it and um, it was called... Um, I, don't know, I can't say what it was no.
6: called! But what I love is what the children were called. That is an array of 70s kids' names, yeah. isn't it? Bob, Malcolm... Ian and Wayne.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And it was, I mean, it was fascinating. It was fascinating being completely lost. It was horrible, though. And we are all there going, oh, my God.
6: The people in it were always really unattractive, weren't they? No. And the man wasn't really selected
5: for looks. No, no, no. It was, was, uh, anyway. Kev's on the line. Good morning, Kev. Morning, Ian. So what happened yesterday? Um, When? I just caught
7: on the end of that. You said um, about about your little kids. Yeah. You've got little kids, haven't you? Oh, that's yeah. correct, yeah, and that's weird. Yeah, and you were going to take them out for a walk. Yeah. Or you were taking them out and spending time
5: with them. Yeah. Why were, you, why were you wanting to take them up the A1? What was all that about? I didn't, I didn't know. What, the A1? Yes. I didn't take them up say, the a No, there said, were two
6: little dogs walking on the A1.
5: No, that was yesterday. I was just wondering if it Leave was it like the little hobo. Let's just pause. Pause? pause? I right, oh, so, that's good. Thank you. I took them, Kev, to Saville Gardens. Unfortunate name. Right. OK. And if there'd been three routes, A, B and C, you would have taken them up the A1. I'd have taken them on the Which, the shorter route. Yeah, up the A1. That's where the dogs were yesterday. Leave it out. No. Pause. That's rough. That's bad. Thanks for your call, Kev. No problem. No, no no, no, problem. Was, no sense.
6: Was um, Kev trying to do a funny there? He
5: was doing a... Come on.
6: He was trying to squeeze out a funny.
5: My dad, says Anne-Marie, gave me a phone at 11. I had to text every day when I got to school and again when I left. Was in trouble if I didn't. Well, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Surely, if you don't get to school, the school will let your dad know eventually. That's... This is part of the thing. Do you know what? In 20 years' time, we're going to have a generation that is even more screwed up than my generation. Because there'll be no trust. They won't have learnt trust. No. Your kids going to school at the age of eleven, and they're making their own way there.
6: They'll expect surveillance at all times. Yeah,
5: exactly. They'll be they'll they won't be able to think or do anything for themselves because they'll have to report in. Oh I don't know what uh, my generation is rubbish at DIY because <clears throat> our parents my parents never taught it to me uh, and I'm sure my, you know I'm sure we're we screwed up sexually for, for some r- reason but boy oh boy the kids now in 20 years time are going to be screwed up sexually, emotionally uh, in terms of trust in terms of independence, in terms of going out and doing stuff on their own. My boys were climbing trees yesterday and a mum came along with her boy. And she started to, um... Uh, the boys started to climb the tree, copying my boys. She went, get, Justin, get down now! Justin? I don't know, I've made that name up. No. Get down now! Get off that tree! And, I, and my boys looked shocked. I said, carry on, boys, you carry on. Ignore that silly old sausage.
6: As long as they're not breaking it.
5: Yeah. I mean, they broke it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they broke it.
6: Oh, that is bad, then.
5: They broke the tree.
6: That was a Queen's tree, wasn't it? Aye! I'm going to tell
5: her. 08459 four double five five double five. Coming up next... Talking cats. Is that have I got that story right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hang on.
0: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the trains, the wind's causing some major problems. So, London Midland services are suspended between St Albans and Watford Junction because there's an obstruction on the line. And there's a replacement bus, though, replace, uh, taking passengers between Watford Junction and St Albans. On Chiltern Railway, that's suspended between Aylesbury and Marylebone because of a tree on the line. And on the roads in High Wycombe on the A404 Amersham Road, that's blocked in both directions between Magnolia, Dean, and Totteridge Lane. Other roads being affected by the weather this morning in Cublington. Cublington Road is. Closed between Cublington and Wing. Woburn Sands is at Cranfield Road. Closed between Station Road and Lower End Road. In Cuffley on the Northall Road West, that's closed between Kettlegate Road and Station Road. And having a look at the motorways, it's quite busy on the M25 anti-clockwise with queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And further afield, the QE2 Bridge is closed on the M25 clockwise. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah.
16: 7.45,
5: it's Tuesday the 31st of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. The NSPCC says one in 10, 12 and 13-year-olds are worried they are addicted to online pornography. And in sports, Stevenage drew one all at League Two leaders Burton last night. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. Beds,
2: hearts and bucks weather.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
21: Good morning. Well, it was a very blustery night last night. Some very strong gusts of wind and it's going to continue today. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in for the strong winds. In the last hour or so across all three counties, we've seen gusts ranging between 40 and 55 miles per hour. So some very strong gusts and they're going to continue. We've also got one or two showers as well just working their way in. Um, some fairly heavy ones on their way as well. We could get a bit of hail in there, but between them some sunshine The maximum temperature of 12 Celsius. So overnight, night, the strongest of winds will die down a little. They're not going to disappear, but they will fall a little lighter. The sky should clear as well as those uh, showers clear out. The minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. But because we're hanging on to the wind, we should prevest, prevent a frost from falling. So tomorrow morning, it is going to be fairly chilly. Bright and sunny at first, but cloud pushing in from the west with some showers in the afternoon. The wind still noticeable tomorrow, just not quite as window rattling. The maximum temperature for Wednesday, 11 Celsius, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit and that's your forecast
16: Monday
0: Night Sport is a sports programme unlike any other I love going somewhere where the sport takes place go to the judo club in Aylesbury where he almost got strangled to death
1: he's just about to get flung in the air and crash to the floor <laughs> oh!
8: yes it is about sport but it's also about us to having a bit of a giggle at the same time anywhere on the green
5: he's got one over on Lucy the uh, US Open contestant Oh, it's... (laughs) I think we can see that. We've had some great ones. I thought the wakeboarding was just tremendous
4: because that is so far out of our comfort zone. I don't quite know how I fell off, but I think it was something to do with the balance.
8: And, of course, you can see all the videos on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash
0: BBC 3CR.
2: Three Counties Sport on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455
5: 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now I'm very excited, look. Is, he, is, that, is that a boy or a girl we've got that's there? That's a boy. That's a boy. OK, and uh, all right, but that's a big cat. It is indeed. Who is this, please? This is
22: Alexander.
5: Oh, what a good name. Hello, Alexander. Now, Alexander, Alexander's free to roam if Alexander wants to. What does... what does? Uh... Well, I think I'll just hold on you, a little bit of an eye on him. He's
22: gone back in the box. He, he will keep coming back out again.
5: Now, you uh, introduce yourself,
22: veterinarian. What is your <laughs> full name? My full name is Anne-Marie Svensson-Aylott. Lovely. Um, I'm a vet with the Wheelhouse Veterinary Centre. OK. And... Uh, We're here today because uh, I work with Hannah Grice from Walk the Dog. Yeah. And one of the challenges is that there's a lot of workshops and other things out there which are about dogs. Yeah. And have you ever noticed how there's a lot of attention around dogs as well? I
5: don't like dogs. (laughs) I don't like dogs. I'm a cat person. Really? Yeah. Do you know?
22: I do have a dog as well. I must say. I like both cats and dogs. Okay. So we decided that we wanted to do something specifically around cat behaviour, yeah. Because cats and dogs actually talk very differently, okay. Which is why cats and dogs so often misunderstand each other. Hello, Alexander, you've got a scratch on your arm. Is that from? The, is that from Alexander?
5: On, no. the, on your right arm. There's a oh, little. no, 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 okay. no, no. This okay. is one
22: of the the regular occurrences okay. of being a veterinarian. Uh, you're, now you're
5: doing a half-day workshop yes. called cat, Chat Cat. Yes. Cat Chat. Cat Chat or Cat Behaviour. Yeah. And what happens in it? We
22: a couple of things. Yeah. First of all, we look around to some of the the conversations of how cats talk specifically, and especially how they're different from yeah. what humans do and from what uh, dogs do. Yeah. And we always, we have a lot of videos. Uh, Alex is gonna be there, probably yeah. his, uh, his younger friend, Tucker, who okay. is also a Somali. Yeah. And we're also going to be looking at sort of just answering specific questions that people have. What do you mean by cat chat? What does that mean? It means- Because it sounds nuts. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? It, it sounds almost as if we're thinking that we can talk to our cats sort yeah. of in our heads. Yeah. And actually, it's not about that. It's about looking at the body language. Okay. And it's very much about looking at the eyes. Uh-oh. Because this is what's different between cats and humans. Have you seen that YouTube clip that's been going around, you know, about soldiers coming back from Afghanistan?
5: No, I've seen the one where the cat's dressed as a shark riding a vacuum cleaner. Oh, I like that that's one. That's a good that one, is isn't so it? That is not it It's so funny. Yeah. It's
22: great. I yes. love that one as well. But there's one that's been all sorts of things on. Yeah with uh, dogs coming, you know, where soldiers come back and the yeah, dogs yeah. are ecstatic. And they put one on where it was cats. Yeah. And basically the cats were like, whoa, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And that was all in the body language. Because right. when we, as humans, we meet somebody that we really like, yeah. we look at them, we yeah. smile, we lean forward, we go to, you know, maybe to shake their hands. Yeah. If you do that to a cat, you're essentially saying mm-hmm. to the cat, I'm, I'm going to come and attack you. So right. the cat goes, that's it, I'm out of here. Yeah. And that's why the clip works that way. So we're going to talk about some of those things. Now, where, uh, Alexander has gone away from me. Where's he gone? He's right underneath me, right okay, down here. Now,
5: what have I? What have there? He is. I can see him. What have I? Uh, what have I done wrong? Why is Alexander not in, not in coming to embrace me,
22: as the cat lover that I am? two things first of all he's saying this is a strange environment yep. and cats are very cautious so they always want to explore the environment before they do everything else yep. and also you're looking straight at him oh where should i you be are, looking you should just basically exactly like you're doing now okay, looking so a little I'm, bit to the side I'm looking to the floor and and just slowly close your eyes so that you do exactly we call it a double wink or a cat smile or a blink yes so you open them again and you look at them and you close them again and that's saying <laughs> to him so i'm blinking at the friend, cat. you are and that means i'm friendly i like you i want to be friends he's not even looking at me no that's because he's focused on the surroundings but what it does mean is that he's going to be more comfortable here okay but don't don't headbutt the microphone because that might make funny noises actually what does
5: um what does that mean
22: to the cat, yeah. to the cat, it means He's that going crazy for it. <laughs> is. To the cat, it means that there's something there that might have to do with food. Oh. It's the sound that cats make when they're suckling oh. their mum. Oh. So they associate it with that.
5: Can I play you? A, now listen. We, we one of the great mysteries of cat, and I do have a cat. I have a cat yes. called Velvet, who's yes. no, who's 15 years old now. Oh, she's bless. She's wonderful. She's absolutely adorable. She's she's been with me for 13 years, and oh. I love her very much. One of the great mysteries of cats is what they do when they're clawing you on their lap this is have a listen to this this is is a theory from one of our listeners as as to what the cat is doing when it's clawing your lap have a listen
13: have you ever seen a cat when it gets into its basket it'll turn and turn and turn and stick its paws into the bottom right and it seems when it gets on your lap and it digs its paws into
14: your leg because it thinks it's going to sleep on a snake
5: how, that's Dave from Luton, one of our regular listeners, yes. is,
22: is, is, are they, do they think they're going to sleep on a snake when they're doing the clawing thing? No, they don't. Oh. What they're thinking about is back to the time where they were with their mum and they were suckling. Yep. And essentially ah. what they're saying to the owner is they're saying, you're gorgeous, I love you, yep. I'm thinking back to the best time in my life oh. I had and I'm feeling really comfortable here and just remembering that. Hey. So it's a, it's a love sign. So, Dave, he said, your cat is saying, I love you. Ah,
5: see, that's what, ve- what... What do you do when your cat takes up the whole bed, as mine does now? Do you know what? She's I've... an old lady, and she feels she's entitled to everything.
22: Do you know what, Ian? I wish I knew, Yeah. because I've got lots of cats. Yeah. I don't have a lot of space in my bed. Oh. I can tell you what we did. Yeah. We bought a super king size bed.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but they still plonk themselves right in the middle. They so last do, night yeah. I had a three-year-old boy who was lying lengthways, and a cat in the middle. I had no room for me at all. I know. So this course that's happening... Uh, what what exactly if I if I come to this course and I, I leave later on in the afternoon, what will I what will I take with me? What knowledge will I have that I didn't have before?
22: You will hopefully be able to go home and actually have a conversation with your cat in the oh, sense that baby. you will be able to give the the body sing signals, the facial signals that will yeah. make your cat go, oh, I need Ooh. to come and have a chat with you. Yeah. I need to come and hang out. If you look at Alex now, he's, he's basi- turned his back to me. Well, yeah, but he's he's got his paw on me. Yeah. And we call this the possessive paw. Yeah. And he's basically saying, this is my person. Because oh, cats get quite that. territorial with if people.
5: If I were to lean oh, he's looking at me. I'm yeah. the, you, I'm oh,
22: well done, Ian. Ian is me. basically doing a little double wink. If I go towards him now, yeah, will he let you, me stroke? Yeah, Absolutely. Hello. He says, yeah, yeah, I know you're friendly. Hello. He says, yeah, yeah, I Ooh, I oh, he says, smell, oh, smell, you smell good. Yeah. He says, yeah, I like that. Hey, your yeah.
5: cat voice is like my cat voice. Yeah, it is, isn't it? We all do the same cat. Those suckers in there, they don't know cats you know look at you isn't he gorgeous he is
22: well the key thing is that what people also don't realize is some of the stuff again that goes for example on Facebook where people go you know you're a crazy cat person if your cat talks to you and you say I know yeah 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 but actually that's good because cats like it when you talk to them of course they do and cats people often think that cats are really standoffish and they are not at all but cats will give you what you give to them yeah so if you talk to the cat, they will talk to you, but you have to initiate the conversation.
5: Have a listen to this. We sent our reporter, Justin Dealey, out to the street to see if people talk to their cats. Have a
8: listen to this. <laughs> Madam, how many cats have you got? One. What's his name? A uh-huh. her, it's Marley. All right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> be honest with me, be honest with me. I am. Do you talk to your cat? Yes, I do, all the time. And What do you talk to your cat about?
12: Anything, anything that I'm from cross, whether she's like, had a good day,
8: Just about day-to-day things, really. Do you ask your cat whether your cat's had a good day? Yes. What sort of response do you get? Meow. (laughs) 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 You're not winding me up either, are you? No. and And what do you think that meow means? Probably saying I've had a bad day or a good day. I don't know. Okay, this is fascinating. What else do you talk to your cat about? You ask your cat whether your cat's had a good day. What else do you talk to your cat about? Uh, Let me think. I mean, this morning, for argument's sake, what happened this morning? Oh, good morning. And she just looked at me and she just wagged her tail and off she went. And (laughs) you don't think you're mad for doing that? No, I don't think I'm mad at all. Mm. They've got feelings, just the same as we have. (laughs) Just lastly, how does the cat sound again? Meow. (laughs) Thanks for your time. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Be open, be honest. Um, Did you speak to to Snowy the white cat? Of course. I I
20: told him and I, I said to him about... His dry food and his canned food.
10: He's a lovely. He was a lovely cat. You had to speak to him.
8: So apart from food, what else did you speak to uh, Snowy the white cat about?
10: Oh, uh, what I just used to have him on my lap and tell him what a lovely cat he was, and. Did
8: uh... you think he responded? He always purred. Okay, so so by you telling Snowy the white cat well, what a lovely guy he was, you think the purr was in some way some sort of response, as to say, well, thanks, Gov.
12: Of course yeah and I I've called them down and said come on eat your breakfast yeah yeah and they do? respond yeah of course they do they're human
8: they're human. They're animals. Well, they're yes, not human. Know they they're know a...
12: what you're saying, don't they?
8: See, this is the thing, OK? Everyone's going,
5: oh, we've got a, we've got a cat lady coming in, and it's all about talking about cats. Everyone's going, oh, ho, 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 ho. And I was like, yeah, and I don't see what the I don't see what the joke is. I don't either. No, no, do... and I genuinely don't, because once you... Cats are so much better than dogs, and I know you've got both, but I, I think you're just doing that to be kind. Cats are so... <laughs> and there is... You do have a relationship with cats. There you is a do. relationship you there. Do.
22: And dogs often... I mean, a lot of dogs, they like lots of different people. but cats like one person. And you'll often find that cats, if they're in a family, they will choose one person who's their person. And with that one person, they will have a different language. They'll often chirp. So instead of sort of meowing or things, they'll have sort of a sound. I get that.
5: The two favourite things that Velvet does, doesn't it very often? One is she sniffs my eye and her nose touches my eye. The other one is she gently chews my hair. Yes. Oh, man. We're in heaven there. Listen, Amory, I've loved you coming in. If people want to find out more about your, your cat, chat, cat, chat,
22: chat, cat thing. Where do they go? How do they find out? The best thing to do is to go to www.doglistener.tv. Dog Listener. Dog Listener. Eish. Because I work with Hannah Grice oh. and she is a behaviourist, and actually, I think it's pretty impressive that yeah. somebody who works primarily with dogs is putting on something on She's cat behaviour. In both
5: languages. Give us that website again, so people can go.
22: www.doglistener.tv.
5: Yeah. Excellent, Emma. It's been very nice to meet you, it's Alexander. Been very nice you. to meet you too. I hope
0: it goes very well. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the trains, London Midlands services are suspended between St Albans and Watford Junction because of an obstruction that's on the line and that's likely to be there until around 12 o'clock today but Chiltern Railway have delays still between Ellsbury and Marleybone because of an obstruction on the line and they're uh, starting to run again but uh, there are still serious delays In High Wycombe on the A404 Amersham Road, that's blocked in both directions between Magnolia, Dean and Tartaridge Lane. In Cublington, that's been closed between Cublington and Wing on Cublington Road and in Woburns sands on cranfield road that's shut between station road and lower end road in coverley northall road west is closed between Castlegate road and station road samantha brough bbc three county radio
5: thank you very much come on that was it that's a cute cat huh isn't it e- even the grumps here were going oh it's quite, it's quite a cute cat let's get the news here's simon
1: It's 8 o'clock, the headlines warning that council tax bailiffs scare the children, general election campaign focusing on the economy and Stevenage draw at league leaders. BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs around to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. According to the Children's Society last year in Bedford, there were 57 bailiff visits per thousand households and in Welland Hatfield there were 47. Amy Gibbs is from the society
12: councils are one of the most unhelpful creditors when it came to trying to deal with debts or with falling behind on, on your bills. So we did further research with parents and children and what we found, really worryingly, is that councils are often rushing to send in aggressive and intimidating bailiffs to family homes.
1: General election campaigning will continue today with the Conservatives pledging to create two million jobs. Labour will promise to cut business rates in its first budget. The Liberal Democrats say they'll increase spending on mental health care by a total of £3.5 billion over six years if they form part of the next government. The NSPCC says one in ten 12 and 13 year olds are worried they are addicted to online pornography. Of the 700 youngsters questioned by Childline, one in five had viewed pornography that has upset them. Kate Russell is a Hertfordshire-based technology reporter.
15: The main thrust of it is actually to say we need to stop making it uncomfortable to talk about this and actually mm-hmm. start speaking to young people about what is and isn't safe and what is and isn't right and how it makes them feel. And accept the fact that kids are going to kids are going to explore stuff online.
1: A court in Malaysia has found a man guilty of killing two British medical students in Borneo last August. Neil Dalton and Aidan Brunger were both 22 and students at Newcastle University. They were working at a hospital on the island when they were stabbed in a bar. The owner of the B&Q DIY chain Kingfisher is to close around 60 stores across the UK as part of a restructuring programme. The company has announced a 7.5% fall in annual profits. It's not yet known which stores will close. High winds are causing travel disruption. Chilton Railways suspended services between Aylesbury and London because of a tree on the line between Moor Park and Amersham. There's also an obstruction blocking the line between Watford Junction and St Albans Abbey. And the Oxford Bridge has been closed to all vehicles. In sports, Stevenage drew one all at League Two leaders Burton last night, a result which leaves them just two points from a playoff place. The draw also moves Graham Westley's side level on points with Luton.
4: After the break they came out and we had to weather a storm, we had to dig deep, we had to organise and, and show resilience, we had to run very, very hard on a very difficult surface and I think the boys showed a terrific amount of commitment to bring the point home in the end.
1: And world champion Lewis Hamilton expects to sign a new Mercedes contract this week. ..that could be worth more than £27 million a year. The weather gale force winds to start the day in places, then bright or sunny spells and scattered blustery showers, a maximum temperature 11 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk 3 counties. Thank you, Simon.
5: Oh, oh, Kath just said a good thing in my ear. I won't say what it was, but it was a good thing. So, cats, kids with phones, e-cigarette, time bomb, a time bomb. Do you know, last hour, whatever you fancy, to be honest, I mean story's been a bit ropey, so let's just go with whatever you, you, you want to talk about, really. 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Any Texas
6: cappers? Uh, well, uh, Tony Good says.
5: morning, Tony! I don't know whether you're going to sound quite so
6: chirpy when you see what he's written.
5: Hey! Well, I'm not going to see it, I'm going to hear it.
6: Well done, Ian. You have finally... Uh, I'm going to say annoyed me. Okay. Okay. I had turned down the radio whilst the hobbo song was on.
5: I will turn the it hobo? Back.
6: Yes. I will turn it back on when the song is done. But to my horror, it went on and on, just yeah. like Dennis. Oh he's yeah. bringing Dennis into it.
5: That's rude. Why? That's
6: rude. What is my life worth to you? Now yeah, I like nothing. you and I hate you, Marmite my boy. Yeah. You raise me up you love me. and then you let me down. Touch Why me. do I turn you on? Is Catherine still hot? <laughs> Says Tony. Yes. The
5: answer to that question is yes.
6: Smoking. Smoking hats.
5: It's a little bit greyer around the gills, and she has actually developed gills, which is weird. (laughs) Very handy. Where do you want me to start here? David. You want me to go to David first? Good morning, David. Hello. Hello, David. Hello? Sorry, David. Are you okay? (laughs) I'm fine, David. How
7: How are you? I'm sorry, I have been on your program before, but I, I'm a little bit self-conscious about
5: things. Don't be self-con. Um, well, be self-conscious about things. I can't stop that, but don't be self-conscious <laughs> about this. But David, what would you like to say, my friend?
7: Well, I, I agree with this thing about uh, cats clawing things because they go left-right, left-right. Yep. Um... And it's Somebody not it's nothing
5: to do with sitting on snakes, is it?
7: No, no. The cats are very clever. They wouldn't have been around for millions of years if they clawed on a snake and waited for it to bite them.
5: The if Egyptians, they a snake, the Egyptians they would
7: their tail on the horizon. Exactly.
5: Sorry. The Egyptians love a good cat, don't they? They believe they have yes. mystical powers. They are very clever. The Egyptians, were well, they? But they built pyramids. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> no, they did definitely. Honestly, in Egypt, they've got they've got pyramids. I've I've seen pictures of them. Never seen oh, them in look, the flesh though. Two cats, if that's what you mean, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, David, would you agree with me? One cat, beautiful. Two cats, that's nice. Three cats or more, weirdo. Uh, you've just made me weird. Oh, blimey! Why? What? What? Tell me, how many cats you got, David? Five. More than twenty. Sorry. More than twenty. What does your wife think about this?
7: Oh, I haven't had a wife for many years. Okay, how
5: you say more than twenty? Do you not know how many you've
7: got? No, people ask me, and my answer is all the same. If you were calling in your kids from the, uh, for dinner, would you say come in one, two, and three? No, no, they're names given with love.
5: But I know how many. I know. I, I know how many kids I've got. I've got um, two. Yes, well that's easy, isn't it? I stopped counting
7: got past about twelve. Wow. Have they all got names? Everyone. I'm smoking my little Frankie right now. You're doing what? You're still what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm stroking, sorry. Maybe you will smoke if I stroke him a bit harder.
5: <laughs> what? Well, you're stroking your little Frankie, are you? Yes. <laughs> I, I haven't stroked a little Frankie for a, for a long, long time. Let's go through the names, and David. So there's there's Frankie, which you're stroking. Yes. Who else you got? I got uh, Stanley Dimitri. Stan. Oh, they got surnames. Stanley Dimitri. Yeah. You're welcome. And his, br- and his brother Yolandi Oliver. Yolandi Oliver. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So there's Stan and Ollie. If you think about it. Oh yeah. The the first name of one is Stan, and the second name of the other is Ollie. Just like yeah. um, Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Yes. Um, That's three. See. Yeah, then
7: there is Dandy. Dandy? She's short- yeah,
5: she's a short-haired girl. Yep. And, and Bambino, her brother. Oh, Bambi and Bambino, yep. No, Dandy. Yes.
7: Yeah, was D, Dandy. Dandy. Yeah, and, and Bambino. Dandy or and Bambino. Bambino. Bambino can be Bambi or Bino. Okay. Dandy and Bambino. What, ab-
5: what about, um, okay, right, let's, okay, next. Two, 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 two well-known comics, Dandy and Bino. Oh, 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 I see, what, I see what you're doing. You're slightly bonkers, aren't you? I hope so. OK, what, what else you got? <laughs> uh, d- hey, whoa. What else you got, David? Do you get much human contact? What else have you got?
7: Uh, <laughs> a certain amount, yes.
5: OK, go on. Um, um, well,
7: um, my eldest is
5: called Rainbow. Rainbow, that's very nice, isn't it? Yes. Well, that's because he's no a shell. Yep, got no idea why every, I'm writing this down. This list is going yeah, nowhere. But... Every kind of a cat can be. Well, every colour? Every colour Ginger. can be. Oh,
7: everyone. Uh, black? Yes. White?
5: Yes. Those are the three colours.
7: Oh, don't forget that you've got greys and and, um,
5: oh.
7: and all the rest of it.
5: The rest if of the show is going to is be a man called David what? listing the names of his cats.
7: Well, if, if she's every colour, yeah. every colour has to be a rainbow.
5: I feel like playing Melting Pot by Blue Mink <laughs> again, but I won't, but do you know what I mean? Anyway, what's next? Oh, Take a little married, white man. She's married to... She's uh, what, sorry? She's married. Sorry, this isn't the best line, David. For a second, I thought you said that she was married. Yes. OK, yep, yep, yep. She's not interested in any other boy than Sergeant. Then Dem- what? She's not interested in any other boy than Sergeant. Sergeant. Oh, kinky. OK, yes. Well, he, if you imagine a white cat... OK.
7: ...and you pour ginger over his head, down his back and up his tail... Yeah,
5: that's cruel. But on one... Front leg. Like, He's got a little patch of grey tabby. Honestly, you don't need to go into this much uh, description because yeah. we, we we do finish at nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, mar- um, who married, re- married them? Did they, I mean, did you actually perform a wedding ceremony?
7: No, no. Um, I, I call them husband and wife because they absolutely adore one another. They're unlike cats are normally, where the boy does what he wants to do, and then yeah. uh, then mummy has to bring up the babies. Yeah. They are totally attached.
5: Please tell me you've had all the. um, um, well, how can I put this? Their balls chopped off. Nearly all. Nearly
7: all. One or two are literally not interested. Oh, OK. So the, the operation isn't
5: necessary. No, OK. OK. <laughs> so we've got Frankie, Stanley Dimitri, Yolandi Oliver, Dandy, Bambino, and then, of course, the husband and wife pairing of Rainbow and Sergeant. Who, who's next on the list?
7: I've got the oldest of all here. Yeah. Who I ended up with because my friend over the road sadly passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. And she's, if you imagine, uh, she starts off black. You're describing... She's
5: peppered with ginger. Yeah, okay, just the name. Um, bagpuss. Hey! Now, what's she named after? Uh, the,
7: obviously, the show Bagpuss used to be... There was that rhyme at the beginning of Bagpuss.
5: I don't remember that.
7: Um, dear, oh dear... It was, um, is more of a sort of a puppeteering type show.
5: I don't know.
7: But somebody there will be able to tell you about okay. it anyway. Right.
5: Well, listen, David. We've we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've got eight of them. Yeah. I'm going to suggest we leave that for today. Uh huh. But are you around tomorrow to give us some more of the cats?
7: Yes, because I can tell you how to t- teach a cat its name and how many words they un- can make him understand. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on a second.
5: Hang on, Brian, Ricky. Hello. Can I, I'm really sorry, guys. Um, David is totally you. I know you've got good points. Could I speak to you in about five minutes? Would that be okay, Brian and Ricky? Yeah. Yes. No problem. Really, you You're more than welcome to stay on the line, or we can call you back. But I just... How? So you? What? Sorry, David. You taught the cat words. Yes, of course. Cats understand words. They don't make. They're cats.
7: Any cat can understand two dozen words, and the particularly bright ones can understand four
5: times that. Okay, so let, let, let's. Let, who's your brightest cat? Sorry, who's your brightest cat? Bob Bob. Who? Bob Bob. Bob Bob. Yeah. Okay. And, Firstly, mm, mm, sorry, carry on. No, I will. And what what can Bob Bob? What, what words does Bob Bob understand? He is my brightest, and he understands most things that I say.
7: Um, all sorts of
5: things. I mean, does he understand? My soul is dying. <laughs> I'm so lonely. Does he understand those phrases, David? I imagine.
7: Oh
5: dear. Maybe no, he's no, those a lot.
7: They, they are wonderful. They've got every emotion. But you what can does he? Imagine. What does Bob
5: Bob understand? And I, you're taking this in good sport, David, because I am a cat person. Well, I get it. But right, Bob, right. Bob what, what do you say to Bob Bob? And what do, I mean, can you say, Bob Bob? Um, g- could you go and turn on ITV? I want to watch Jeremy <laughs> Kyle. Yep.
7: Very simply, if I've got all my cats to sleep on to tea, which belongs to them.
5: Yeah, of course it does.
7: Okay, I bet it's f- it totally belongs to them. They sleep under and over and, oh. and around each other, and they're very, very happy. Yeah. Mm. Um, if I call one of their names, that is the only one that lifts his head and looks at me.
5: Right, but that's not speci- That's not specific to Bob. Bob, is it? What well, does? Come on, David. You they're said Bob Bob understands instructions. What does he do? They understand. No. But they also, yes. <laughs> but what can Bob Bob do that the others can't do? Um it's, it's difficult, really. You'd
7: have to see them and, and be with them to fully understand. Whereabouts
5: do you live, David? Uh, just outside Hitchin. Okay, can one of us come round one day and, and, and have a look at your cats? Um, I take that as a no. And that's I, I, I think it might be possible. Yeah. All right. I yeah. tell you, what, David. I'm going to pass you back to Kelly Betts. Yeah. We'll take your details, and yeah. one of us will pop round at some point. Maybe Catherine. I think Catherine might like uh, Catherine. You're, yeah. You, you like animals, do not you? Uh, okay. Yeah. Was it? Was, 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 was,
7: was, I'll start again. Was it your program on Friday that I uh, sung on twice?
5: Yes. <laughs> that was yes. That was us, and that was you.
7: I'm a peculiar chap. We'd noticed. I am high-achieving
5: Asperger's. Aha! That explains a lot, David. Listen, speak to Kelly Bets. We'll just we'll, I'll just stay on the line, and um Catherine will come round at some point, and um, we'll, we'll. Well, I need
6: to check my diary, but someone will come round. Either Catherine or, or well, Justin. Or,
5: okay, but probably Catherine will come round. Lockers, lockers. No, I think Catherine. No. I, I think Catherine uh, will come round, David, and 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 have a chat with you, and have a look at your cats, because I think that's brilliant what you do. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. So that's Frankie. That's uh, David Those stroking his little Frankie. Stanley Dimitri, Yolandi Oliver, Dandy, Bambino, Rainbow, Sergeant Bagpuss and Bob Bob. Oh, wonderful, I-, I look forward to hearing that I'm from you. really itchy. I can't wait to hear the
20: rest. Uh, I can't wait to hear the other names. Oh, I like Dave, thank Can you, Can we David. phone him tomorrow?
5: Well, let's get David on tomorrow, and maybe you could record this for the, the bank holiday, either the Good Friday or the uh, bank holiday Monday shows we're doing.
6: Well, why don't you do it? Can't do it, mate. But you're a cat man. You're the cat man.
5: Exactly. That's why I think you should do it. I look forward to that, Catherine. That's going to be brilliant. Thank you, mate. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC
10: Three Counties Radio. On London Midland trains, they're suspended between St Albans and Watford Junction because of an obstruction on the line. So there's a replacement coach taking passengers between St. Albans and Watford Junction. And Chiltern where we have delays between Ellsbury and Marlebone because of a tree on the line. It has been removed, but knock-on delays are still causing problems. On the roads in High Wycombe, Amersham Road is closed between Magnolia Dean and Totteridge Lane because of a fallen tree. In in Kings Langley on Chipperfield Road, that's partially blocked by a tree that's fallen down at Whippendale Hill. And in Cuffley on Northwell Road West, that's closed between Cattlegate Road and Station Road because of a tree that's fallen down there. On the motorways, the M25 uh, is looking busy on the North Orbital Road around the junction 21A roundabout and also further afield. Clockwise, it's closed at the QE2 Bridge with queues from Romford, but traffic can use the Dartford Tunnel. Samantha Breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
5: you, Samantha. Scott has tweeted, mate. my cat understands. A boot up the barman, gear off that. It's not actually what he put. I had to translate two words. Thank you, David. Excellent call. Excellent call. Eight sixteen. It's uh, Tuesday, the thirty-first of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax, as it upsets the children. General election campaigning continues today with the Conservatives pledging to create 2 million jobs and Labour promising to cut business rates. And the NSPCC says one in 10, 12 and 13 year olds are worried they're addicted to online pornography.
2: C3 Counties Radio.
5: Morning Good morning. Good morning, indeed. It's a cat special today. Isn't it? Kath's going to go around um, and see a man no. who's got over 20 cats. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No. I'm really busy. When? I'm really busy. <laughs> She's going to go and see him.
11: Over 20. I uh, I think that's weird. I speak as someone who has a cat, yep. but I think anybody that has more than two cats is a little bit odd.
5: I agree, particularly if it's a single woman. <laughs> there's no... Do you know what I mean? There's a, a single woman with... If you if you were in... If, if we were in the dating game, OK, and I, I got picked up by a, a woman, Oh, she's attracted, this is nice, we're going to go back to her house, this is going to be great. And He's, there's litter trays everywhere. Well, yeah, you, you see a cat, oh, that's nice, you got... A, oh, there's two cats. There's three cats. Yeah. I've got to go. My I, mum's in hospital.
6: I think that when there's more than two cats, they're not the pets anymore, you are.
11: Yeah, yeah. I'm just never quite sure why people want lots of animals. Do mm. you know what I mean? I mean, so I, I've got a dog. yeah. I don't want five dogs. I don't know why you've got a dog, One dog is fine. Yeah. I've got a cat. I've got one cat. I don't need uh, yeah. 20 cats in my house. No. Oh, I don't need loads of what the same you animals. What have got against
6: hamsters? Why don't you get a hamster as well? Oh, they're
5: boring hamsters.
11: Guinea
5: pig? Oh, oh they're even worse. Mm. I used to have a guinea pig. The rabbit, after having him for a year, has started doing something. He started playing football the other day. Really? Yeah. I might get his nuts chopped off.
6: Is he climbing on the football and riding it?
5: Yeah, well, he's definitely. He's not playing football. Okay, thank you very much indeed. <laughs> you can just do that yourself, can't you? No, you cannot. Can you not? No. Okay. What effect does it have on animals to to get them castrated?
18: We Obviously, stop, they can't stop, make stop babies. Some having babies. I know
5: that, but surely your mood—you'd become a little bit down if if someone castrated you, wouldn't you? You'd be a little bit oh, depressed. Yeah, no I'd have less testosterone. Okay. That's what it's all about isn't it with, right. with, the, with the boys you take away
11: a bit of the testosterone mm. they don't have that same kind of oh i feel so cruel but I feel so powerful you want to take away your rabbit's testosterone yes i do it keeps
5: scratching me a little so-and-so really yeah vicious. what kind of rabbit did you go for in the end um one that ollie the cleaner was selling <laughs> <laughs> one of them <laughs> you paid for it Yeah, yeah yeah did you <laughs> 20 quid you paid 20 quid but for But then a you got rabbit. to buy it. Then the hutch is like 150 quid. They're <laughs> well, so expensive. You paid for the hutch as well. Well, of course you have to pay for a hutch.
8: Look, it's got to let it
11: live wild. Why did she sell you the rabbit? Why, why did she uh, have
5: a rabbit? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did she have a rabbit? She was, just just bored, she she was bored. She was just bored, and she wanted something to, you know, to occupy her time. Generally, so when you when
11: you rehome an animal, you don't charge people for it.
5: Oh no, they, 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 it was offered to me for free, and I gave them twenty quid. Oh, I, gave, I, I thought that was so a decent nice. thing to do. Such very a gentleman. What's on your show this morning? Immigration. I'll
11: tell you why. Yeah, because tomorrow night I'm going to be hosting an audience debate in Luton. Tomorrow, the first one of those. Yes, Uh, with a panel of local politicians to discuss immigration. Well, if you have an opinion on what those politicians should be doing, today at nine, I'd like you to have your say. I'm going to use today as a bit of homework, really, for tomorrow night, so I can make sure that I present everything that the audience want me to present to these politicians and make sure that they answer the questions that people So,
5: having an easy day today. (laughs)
11: Yes, in effect. (laughs) So, where do the parties stand on immigration? Labour have branded campaign mugs with controlling immigration being one of their top, priorities. Oh, yeah. The Conservatives say they'd like to get immigration down to tens of thousands per year, whilst UKIP's latest campaign poster doesn't mention immigration at all. No. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction. Help me out with my debate for tomorrow, please. What would you like politicians to do about immigration. Get your call in from 9 on 08459 455 555.
2: Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip top etiquette expert William Hanson, who is
23: not a fan of politicians oversharing. Ooh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous <laughs> about that music.
2: <laughs> Every weekday from 3.
23: Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party.
12: We've been in Bedford and Cambridge and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk
3: cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested Method of getting rid of cold callers. You've
13: got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and two can fit that word in without them realising the most time.
14: Saying om actually helps you feel calmer. Do you believe this, show? Definitely.
24: And since I read
2: that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 455 555.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Look down, there's Tiggle Town, and there's the River Tum. Oh, yeah, Tiggle do, do, on do, the do, Tum.
6: Do do, do, do,
2: do,
5: You looking forward to going to David's house? Immensely. Okay, I look forward mm-hmm. to hearing that report. Should be a lot of fun. I'm
2: allergic to.
5: Uh, well, don't worry. Eye wise. The fleas won't go into your skeleton, so that will be okay. If they do, just run up the chimney. Now, uh, Brian and Ricky, we kept you waiting. You're very patient. Thank you very much indeed. R- Brian, let's go to you first. What have you called in about?
26: Well, I've learned a lot about cats anyway. Haven't, right. haven't
5: we just? And the human I hope mind. They,
26: hope they got
5: toilet in their own, <laughs> own garden. Some uh, cats, Brian, yeah. uh, you can train a cat to use a, a human toilet. All oh, right. This is absolutely true. There's videos of it on YouTube, cats using human toilets. Yeah,
6: you put a litter tray inside the toilet for yeah. you, and then after a while you remove it and they
5: don't notice. No, and they learn how to flush... I think they flush it by putting fish paste on the, the flusher. I'm not sure about that. I oh, remember.
26: they can come in and use my toilet as long as I don't use the garden.
5: Oh, oh there you go, you <laughs> see. That wouldn't be weird. Brian, what have you got for us?
26: Uh, well, it's just earlier on, you were talking about their children having mobile phones yes. and parents keeping a track on them. I think my family want to keep track of me, I think I oh. should have a mobile phone. No. And this technology, if I had one, I'd be able to find out how Wickham got on at the weekend, because what oh. it niggled me a bit was that uh, three counties, instead of the usual sports news, Here local we sports news, yep. they said, if um, after the news, they said, if you want sports news, go on the website. Well, oh, no. unfortunately, I'm... Um, uh, I'm computer illiterate and uh, I leave my wife to do all that. There's
5: a lot of this, Brian, at the BBC, where it's all Facebook this and Twitter this (laughs) and website this. And I keep saying, well, hang on a minute, we're a blooming radio station. Don't put it on the radio. And it's not always possible with sport because there are lots of different matches going on and some football matches get covered and some don't. But um, did you find out the result in the end, Brian?
26: I still don't. I don't right. see with the result. I know they took two points. Ang- like
5: hang on a second. Well, so, who was. B- so, b- for
26: Highwickham were. B- I think they were playing. Well, they were playing Dagenham and Redbridge.
6: So, i in Oxley's upstairs and I know no, they'll be grabbing.
5: You're on the- Google. Google it for them, fella. Oh, God, <laughs> really? For goodness sakes. Well, what what have you. Google it for Brian in Highwickham. He's I'm computer doing it illiterate. Now. It
20: was 1 0 to. Um... Oh, no, What? Oh. oh, yeah, it's 1-0 to Wickham.
5: And who hey. are they playing?
20: Dagenham and Redbridge. Hey,
5: there we go, Brian. That's a who's result. Called? Oh, that's my morning. Someone. I'm glad who's, I rang. Who's, thank who's you called? very much. Oh, Brian. Brian, thank you very much indeed, you see. there we That's what the BBC... We're the BBC.
6: Yeah, but now we're going to be Google. Well done. We're getting phone calls now. I haven't got a computer. Can you Google this for me?
5: Ricky, is there anything you want us to ask Jeeves about? Sorry, could you say that again, please? What have you called him for? Um,
14: about the two-way radios um, in place of...
5: The uh, mobile phone. Oh, the, the walkie-talkies. Yes. Go on then.
14: Um, might find that uh, a set of walkie-talkies are you stroking Frankie? more occupied than uh, having a mobile phone.
5: Are you stroking Frankie, Ricky? No. You sound like you're busy. That's all right. I'm Trying
14: to get comfortable.
5: In in what? In an office chair. <laughs> Are you, are you, like, three inches tall or something? It sounds like you're being swallowed. No, you're on a loudspeaker. Ah, I see. All right, OK, those officers. Uh, yeah, the, the walkie-talkies and the, uh, are much more fun than telephones for kids. Yes, exactly. Mm. Are you Are you comfy now, Ricky? Yes. OK, good lad. All right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, do you know what? This week, I think I am going to uh, show the boys how to make uh, tin, two tin cans and a piece of string, and we're going to go and play with that, I think.
14: Yes, I guess I actually occupy occupied
5: for about five minutes. No, that will be that'll be an afternoon, Ricky. Thank you, mate. That'll be an afternoon. You should have seen them. F- oh, sorry, that was the chair. You should have seen them uh, fighting over a Buzz Lightyear mask. They got free with a comic yesterday. Blimey. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, one in ten twelve to thirteen-year-olds is addicted to online pornography. That's according to the NSPCC. Well, we can speak to Roseanne Pierce now from Childline. Good morning, Roseanne. Good morning. Um, I, I suppose it, it, it's disappointing, but are we really surprised that, that so many kids are accessing porn?
24: Uh, Well, not really. I mean, there's so much content online and they will be interested in it. Um, uh, And in a way, it's natural that they are. But it is shocking just how many very young children are, 12 to 13 year olds, one in 10 being worried they're addicted to porn. You know, those figures are shocking. And, do, and do the fact, kid- 12% admitted making or being part of a sexually
5: explicit video. So. O- of 12 to 13-year-olds? Yes. See, maybe. that's the thing. Because the, the addiction thing, I wonder if, if those people actually know what addiction really means. But the fact that they are in, engaging in uh, making their own um, uh, I- explicit images, that's... That's pretty terrifying, isn't it?
24: It is. But, but, I mean, you know, young people have a culture of selfies and doing their own videos. And there's, this is a kind of uh, maybe unhealthy progression of that, really. Um, and, uh, and it does have a really uh, strong impact on young people when they're seeing things, you know, w- w- way too much, really.
5: How do we instil, I guess, a sense of self-respect into uh, our young people so that (laughs) they don't need to do this?
24: Uh, Well, I think the point is that they're going to be interested in it. uh, it's, it's more about how we can help them to have the resilience to, to cope, because what we know is that young people are accessing pornography. So until we can um, change that, I mean, uh, you know, parents can look at talking to uh, internet service providers about filters and, and such, but um, while they are looking at um, pornography, we need to help them to uh, understand that pornography isn't real life, um, and that's where the problem comes. Young people look at it and think, oh, that's how I need to behave, girl think, I need to act like that if I'm going to get a boy. And boys start to have a distorted image about girls and Mm. think, oh, they're just there for gratification.
5: And so how do we change that uh, those opinions, Roseanne? Uh,
24: Well, uh, for example, if parents are worried, direct them to our, that's exactly why we have the Childline FAPs campaign, the fight against porn zombies, uh, which is a series of animations where uh, there are kind of teenage superheroes as it were talking to porn zombies who are young people who've seen pornographic images and think they have to emulate them and act like that um, the, the government has uh, already recently announced plans for uh, children age 11 and upwards to be taught about sexual consent and rape as part of their education in schools um, and this would also include discussion around what they're learning um, what, you know watching pornography so um, it's about education, mm. really. Uh, and we have information on the NSPCC website as well.
5: OK, so they, they can go there. And if I want to find FAPS online, Roseanne, where do I go? Um, you can go to
24: um, childline.org.uk slash FAPS. Um, but they're also on YouTube.
5: OK, brilliant. Roseanne, listen, keep up the good work. Thank you very much indeed. Roseanne Pierce uh, from Childline. And it is important that we teach our young people, Catherine, that those porn films are not real. For example, every time a plumber comes round, you're not necessarily going to get off with them. It doesn't always work like that. Yes. And the pizza man... Not every time. When the pizza man comes round, the kind of tip he wants is normally a a few quid. Yeah. Not something else. Uh, So, uh, yeah, if you want to go and have uh, have a look at what Roseanne was talking about, if you uh, go online and look for FAPS, uh, that should certainly uh, help. It's 8.30, let's get the travel. (laughs) travel news
0: for beds, cards and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio In High Wycombe, Amersham Road is blocked in both directions, between Magnolia Dean and Tartaridge Lane because a tree's fallen down, and in Kings Langley on Chipperfield Road, that's partially blocked at Whippenden Hill for the same reason. In Cuffley, the police say that the Northall Road West is still closed between Cattlegate Road and Station Road, and in Woburn Sands on Cranfield Road, that's been blocked by a fallen tree between Station Road and Lower End Road. Also, between Cuffling ..and Wing on Couplington Road. That's blocked. On the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus between St Albans and Watford Junction because of an obstruction on the line there. And Chiltern Railway have a tree on the line between Ellsbury and Marleybone. It has been moved, but there are still severe delays because of that. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Faps.
0: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
10: This is BBC
2: Three Counties Radio.
1: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. General Election Campaigning is continuing today with the Conservatives pledging to create 2 million jobs and Labour promising to cut business rates. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs around to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children and the owner of the B&Q DIY chain, Kingfisher, is to close around 60 stores across the UK as part of a restructuring programme. Three Counties Sports.
2: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Stevenage drew 1 all at League 2 leaders Burton last night, a result which leaves them just two points from a playoff place. Both goals were own goals in the first half, with the Borough taking the lead. The draw also moves Graham Westley's side level on points with Luton.
4: It's about what you do in the two boxes, and in the two boxes, we weren't clinical enough in the first half, they weren't clinical enough in the second half. But late on, perhaps we could have uh, got one or two bits um, of fortune in their box. If we had have done, we could have come away with three big points. But I think a draw is a fair result, and a point was well earned by us.
1: Tottenham striker Harry Kane. Will start for England for the first time in tonight's friendly against Italy in Turin. His manager Roy Hodgson.
18: I've quite enjoyed the, the you know the hype around him and the speculation and the the interest and the excitement. I thought it was fantastic at Wembley on on uh, Friday night. I I really enjoyed that and of course like everyone else, it's fantastic that after 80 seconds he, he scores a goal. It really is a bit of a, a fairy tale situation and I love fairy tales in football like everybody else.
1: And Watford goalkeeper Jonathan Bond helped England's under-21s beat Germany 3-2 at Middlesbrough last night. Former Luton youngster Corley Woodrow was among the substitutes. World champion Lewis Hamilton expects to sign a new Mercedes contract this week that could be worth more than £27 million a year. The 30-year-old from Stevenage, who's been handling negotiations with team bosses himself, says talks are complete and the deal is being finalised by lawyers. More from James Allen. At 30, Hamilton will probably have one more
19: contract after this. During his- his career. Staying at Mercedes was the obvious choice for now as they have the best car and this deal keeps him broadly aligned in value with the sport's other two leading drivers Sebastian Vettel and Fernando Alonso. Hamilton leads the Drivers' Championship after two
1: rounds from Vettel who surprised the Mercedes driver by beating him in Malaysia at the weekend. And in Netball's Super League last night, Hertfordshire Mavericks beat Bath 42-33. BBC Three Counties News & Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine.
2: Call
1: 08459
5: 455 555. see okay. Three Counties Radio. It was definitely FAPS. We've had one of you, two of you, saying you've been Googling something that sounds similar and the images that have come up actually haven't been very helpful. It was FAPS. F-A-P-Z is what you should be looking for, just to uh, just to make sure you've got that absolutely spot on there.
6: Wow. Well, Hello,
5: Three Counties. Were you... <laughs> we're we're still Catherine and I have no idea why we're still giggling for some reason. Just um, isn't it? Yeah. Really.
6: Hey! hey, Beverly Northampton has three cats.
5: Hello, Beverly. So that
6: means she's weird.
5: Yes. Is, is she single? Uh, that would make her weirder.
6: Let's read her message and see. It's quite a long message.
5: OK, Beverly, it's over to you.
6: Sally's brother died, so we got two other boys. Could
5: you do it in a voice? Oh, no, hang on. No, Sa- yeah?
6: cos I haven't read the end yet, it might turn tragic. Do it in a voice! It starts out tragic, well, Sally's like, brother died. Yeah, but
5: Sally's a cat. Yeah. So do it in a voice, and then if it gets tragic at the end, you can kind of bail out. I'll give you permission to bail out. I
6: don't know what voice Beverly would have. Silla. <laughs> I'm not doing Scylla! Or Cher! All right, love. Sally's brother died, so we got two other boys, Byron and Bentley. Doing the whole thing. (laughs) The balance is better with three. I talk to them and they understand. Bed, bed. They get on our bed. Bed, bed. Hair. Sally will follow me to settle down and chew on my ear. Bed, bed. Straw. Byron has his own box of straws. What is it with cats and straws? What? And he'll run to us and we let him take one to play with. Bed, bed. And they will come to me with to play with a laser pen. Out, they run to the back door. Stick is a treat stick and they run to the cupboard where I keep them. So many more things. Byron and Bentley's parents, grandparents and great-grandparents are a national grand... Oh, hang on. Our grand national pedigree winners. They're very They're horses then. The key thing to know when teaching cats is you can't make a cat do something, you can make him want to do
5: Now something. can someone tell me I'm sh- Justin, you, well I'm, I'm sure I saw on, on Eurotrash or something like that years ago. Great programme. Careful. A, <laughs> no a cat theatre yeah. in Paris or
8: Belgium mm-hmm. and it was someone who'd trained 30 cats <laughs> to put on a show. I think at, you're talking about Holland aren't you?
5: You're, no, them. Justin, please, make for goodness sakes, it's half-term. Don't encourage him, Catherine. What are you talking about, then?
20: Moscow Cat Theatre.
5: Oh, and they train the cats to, like, run across ropes and yeah. spin round on, on um, chairs
8: and do all kinds of, like, stunt, put on a show. And you would pay money and you would go and see the cats doing a show. That's amazing, because normally, of course, they're arrogant. They do what they want, when they want.
20: Yeah, K- I mean, Kelly's yeah. found it! Yeah, this what? Is- Odd, yeah. No, nothing to do with ping pong balls you know about
5: this. Nothing to do with ping pong balls or bananas. <laughs>
6: wow, but these cats all look terrified. I think that they've had a word with them in the wings Said if you
5: don't do that, you're going to the special farm. If you don't do that, then we, you'll never see your kittens again.
8: But that's not how cats work. Sorry, cats do what they want. Yeah. Oh, we've had a text through from.
6: Uh, do you remember this guy, Dave Luton? Oh. <laughs> Do you know how I know
5: it's the actual Dave? Cos his spelling is awful <laughs> and he's made up words. Of a
6: cat not to sleep on top of a snake, let's ask David Attenborough. <laughs> Aye, he told us Al on TV years ago. <laughs>
8: David, <laughs> oh, yeah, Dave, you want to Yeah, Dave, I've missed you, boss.
6: Why are you only writing to us now, Dave? Is it cos you always a tenor?
5: <laughs> <laughs> does, uh, Um Matt Hague has retweeted your um, little link. Oh, that's nice of that's him. That's nice, isn't it? It's isn't, kind. I, like, I like him. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Let's wait for Dave Luton and see what... um... Where are you, Just? I'm on the streets,
8: mate. It's, it's very windy out here today. <gasps> I'm doing it all for you. Driving in today, it was a flipping windy, wasn't it? Horrible out there. Horrible. But so hopefully things will improve by tomorrow. It's
5: not. I thought it was going to get worse. Oh, I've not really that. listened to the weather this morning. I never do. That's I when I, that. I drift off into my own little mind Is thought. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to get worse. We, there's there's talk of snow even. What? Yeah. Snow? Yeah. You know the white stuff from
8: the yeah. sky. It's April Fools' tomorrow, by the way. Oh. Uh, in. You offer for it? No, Well, well for what? I love April Fools. Well, it's a great day. It's a great day to be alive and to be out there and to be bantering with people. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? If you do one on me, I'm going to kick you. <sighs> well, let's just see what tomorrow brings, shall we? Okay.
2: Oh, trickster. Yeah. How's Dave
5: Luton, Kells?
20: Phone's off.
5: But he just sent the text.
20: Yeah, I know. He's turned it off. He
6: must have heard me say He's
5: everything. such a plant. He's
6: like the Scarlet Pimpernel.
5: What, he's fr- French and dead?
6: They seek him here, they seek him there. Those Frenchies seek him everywhere. No. Oh, do you want another cat uh, fact?
5: Oh, we can do this thing with Justin. I'm just really thinking I really need the toilet. <laughs> I, can, I can hold it for 21 minutes. Yeah, you do that. Come on, Although last time it was very, very uncomfortable. Um, I had to
8: flush three times. Now, Justin! Yeah. What have you taken to the streets? I don't remember. Well, earlier on, you said to me that there was something in the papers about what you wouldn't do in front of your partner.
6: And this was because a gentleman had left his Um. wife a farthing because she called him a filthy pig for breaking wind in front of her. Yes. We weren't going to go along that base route. No. We opened it up. Yep. And asked people what they wouldn't do in front of their partners.
8: It kind of did go down that route, though. Of
2: course it did.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Guys. What I would say... I get so much flack for this show already. This is not your fault. I can say right now, this is not your fault. What's coming up is definitely not your fault. Uh, What I do need to ask you is, though, uh, the very successful podcast, which you broadcast on a Friday, goes out onto the internet. um, Can we have some sort of X-rated podcast one week? because I'm building up a selection of clips which cannot be broadcast on the radio show which I'm sure people would absolutely love listening to uh, can n- that be arranged no we can't do that but I know what we could call it cool. what, what would you call it what noblies no Noblet. stop what Justin okay um, I've been on the streets this morning and uh, this one, uh, th- this particular. I'd like out. to hear them though. Okay. This one coming up. And I
5: will sell them to anyone that wants them for a fiver. <laughs> Catherine, tell me off. Tell me in my. Tell me, your microphone's off. Whisper in my ear what it was. What? Oh, I don't think you can. You couldn't call it. I mean, but you couldn't call it that. Noblet cast, but. <laughs> Take off the lit. <laughs> oh,
8: <dear> right, <laughs> Justin. Uh, this package has got a celebrity guest at the end of on this one. Oh, yes. Is it? Is it the intercom man? Uh, is it no, Silla? No, it's not. It's somebody just as famous <laughs> as it Scylla. Ruff, is it that, um, D- David Ruffin we saw? <laughs> no, it's not David Ruffin. It's somebody who spent 50 years in showbiz. You'll have to wait to Nelson find out a Mandela. It no, it's not. No, definitely not him. Oh. Um, so I've been on the streets this morning asking people, what wouldn't you do in front of your partner? Here's what people <laughs> had to say. <laughs> obvious. You say it's obvious, come on talk to me, what wouldn't you do? Break wind. <laughs> Why wouldn't you though? Because some people think it's natural. Uh I'm a gentleman, I wouldn't do that. You draw there's the line a, there. There's a time and a place for that kind of stuff. Yeah. When's the time and a place? In the toilet. By yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> With the door closed. Obviously.
14: I mean there's, there's nothing wrong as natural, innit? Wherever you be, let your wind go free. I'm not commenting.
8: Is there anything you wouldn't do in front of your partner, sir? Um I wouldn't lie to her. Oh, Straight-talking, honest guy. Yeah. Madam, is there anything you don't do in front of your partner? No. <laughs> so, so even those, you know, th- th- those windy noises, you don't mind in front of front of your partner?
14: Not after 31 years, no.
8: Thanks, madam. <laughs> Cheers. Sir, you got a, a girlfriend. What would you not do in front of your girlfriend? Burp. It's
5: not very pleasant, is it?
8: Surely that shows that you've enjoyed your meal that that your lovely partner has cooked for you. Yeah, true.
1: But uh, it's not good manners, is it?
8: Try it tonight, she might love it. (laughs) She might not. Take my advice. Take care. (laughs) Thank you. Here with the T-Doc, the celebrity guest on the uh, street Vox. Tony, what would you not do in front of your partner, in front of your wife? I think um, over the years,
23: uh, I've learnt that it's really best not to tell gags, jokes that I tell on the radio, (laughs) because uh, it's depressing, the reaction I get from them. And uh, she doesn't like them, really. So uh, I've tried and tried and tried, but it's just not. It doesn't work. So I think it's best just not to try and bring your work back yeah. in front of your wife. So I wouldn't, tell, I wouldn't tell any jokes. Love it. Thank you, Tony. Thank you very much. Well, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. So his, his missus doesn't
5: get the, that torture, mm-hmm. but his dear yeah. listener, who, yeah. let's be honest, pays his wages... Exactly, yeah. ...has to put up with it. I mean, I don't. I, 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 I can't stand the fella. I'd never switch him <laughs> on, but... The poor Lister has to put up with it. Chop, chop, chop.
8: <laughs> we might have a bit of that before the end of the show. Excellent stuff, Justin. How Bank did Ladies' boss? Day go? Uh, Ladies' Day last week was very successful. By the way, you're here on Monday, aren't you, with your uh, breakfast show at Cash? Well, no, well, what? Friday it's and Monday... my show.
6: It's featuring in.
5: It, it, yes, I'm, so, I'm signed up to do Good Friday and yeah. Bank Holiday Monday. I thought I was just kind of doing the normal show, but dumbed down a bit. Yeah. Dumbed down a bit from this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it... Uh, <laughs> It's a, it is actually being billed in the listings as the Kath and Ian Show. Sounds right. The great. Kath and Ian oh, Show. Oh, I'm yeah. an and.
8: Right, your name goes first, yeah? Well, it should do, but okay. it's not. Nice. It's
5: Kath and Ian.
8: All right, guys. All right. Well, on Monday, yeah. um, you're doing six till nine. I'm doing nine till 12. In the first hour, ladies only. Yeah. In the second hour, soul only. And in the third hour, bands only. The Have second, o-
6: the second oh. is so lonely.
8: Soul only. So lonely? So lonely. Why are you going to be so lonely? Well, you know, in a studio by myself, what can I say? Yeah, it's tough times. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Just. Cheers, boss. Ta-ra.
5: Slowly. So, Friday and Monday, it's me and you, Boyly. Yeah. If your name's above the door, you can sit in this chair and run the desk, and I'll sit over there with <laughs> a flask. <laughs> if that's
6: what you want, that's what will happen. That's what I want. And that's what's going
5: to happen. I had such a bad night's sleep last night. I was actually praying to God to let me have an hour's sleep. Oh, that's how desperate I was. For, I was going, God, dear God, please, let me, let me just have an hour's sleep. And that's, that's all I got.
6: And God said, what are you calling me now for? It's been years. What are you,
5: what are you calling me now for? It's been years. I said, I'm desperate. Well, OK. He's good like that. Well, he's not bad, is he? Let's get some Trav. Travel
0: news for beds, cards, and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, there's been an accident between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602. It's taking 20 minutes to get through from Junction 9 for Letchworth because two lanes are closed. In High Wycombe, Amersham Road is blocked in both directions between Magnolia, Dean and Totteridge Lane. That's because a tree's fallen down. There's also falling trees in Kings Langley on Chipperfield Road, around Whippendale Hill, and also in Cuffley on Northall Road west between Cattlegate Road and Station Road. In Woburn Sands, Crownfield Road is blocked by a tree. That's fallen down between Station Road and Lower End Road, and in Cublington on Cublington Road, a tree's fallen down uh, in between Cublington and Wing, according c- to call it Chris. On the trains, London Midland services have a replacement bus between St Albans and Watford Junction, as because a tree's fallen on the line there, and Chiltern Railway have had their tree removed from the line between Ellsbury and Marlebone, but there are still very long delays. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs>
5: 8.45, it's Tuesday, the 31st of March. I Ian mean, Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. General election campaigning continues today with the Conservatives pledging to create two million jobs and Labour promising to cut business rates. A charity is calling for an end to sending bailiffs round to collect unpaid council tax as it upsets the children. And around 60 B&Q stores are to close after the parent company posted a 7.5% fall in profits. Let's get the weather his Kate.
2: Beds, hearts, and bucks weather.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Good morning. It was
21: a very windy night and it's been a very windy morning so far. We've seen some quite uh, strong gusts right the way across all three counties, somewhere between 35 and 50 miles per hour. So they are still very strong and they will continue. The wind just starting to switch coming from the northwest. So it is going to start to feel quite chilly as well. Now we've got some fairly heavy showers popping up also. They're going to work their way south across us. We've already seen a few kind of going across Hemel Hems, down through St Albans, and we're going to see them come and go through the course of the day. Now, the Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for the strong winds. Between the squally showers, we should see some sunny spells. We've already seen a glimmer or two of that this morning already. The maximum temperature up to 12 Celsius. Now, the strongest of the winds will die down a little overnight. They won't disappear, but they will get a little lighter. Sky clears, minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. So, a chilly start tomorrow, but with some sunshine and some showers tomorrow after Still breezy, just not quite as noticeable as today. Maximum temperature 11 Celsius, 52 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's for Wednesday.
5: Thanking
2: you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts
8: helping you across beds, hearts and bucks.
22: So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which
8: can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets.
15: Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross um, it will be epilepsy
2: and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we
5: local advice for local people
2: nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio
9: sailing ship. There were 40 boys and girls. They would sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore down. The waves were bigger as mountains. They A watchful pair of eyes yeah! And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mosque yeah! The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the Lost Islands The Lost Islands
5: Yes, uh, Catherine has just been sent, um gosh a vulgar text that we cannot we cannot read this text peter it's so vulgar <laughs> it's to do with letting um it's to do with cutting the cheese
6: it's to do with a hairdryer being made to backfire
5: <laughs> someone dropped one in their partner's hairdryer so that when they turned the hairdryer on peter they got quotes a face full of guff
14: oh dear <gasps> would that
6: work no kelly no.
5: Peter, I'm sure that would never have happened in your day and if, if, if young people had been doing that during World War 2 we'd all be speaking German now.
14: Absolutely. Ja, yeah, das ist gut. Ja? Ja. Ja, no, yeah, it's, it's a soft j. Ja? Yeah. Oh, I've been I I was stationed in Germany actually. Oh, that was good, yeah? Ja. Ja. Hast du ein Pumpernickel? Pump, no, cut him with kartoffel.
5: Oh, cutoffel <laughs> is an uh, einfach uh, ein Klasse. he said carefully. <laughs> what you got for us, Peter? What did you have a whinge about today, mate?
14: I was just listening to the people there saying about uh, when the BBC says things like .com.
5: It's .cotton. Uh, dot
14: .com. Oh, yeah. When they're trying to say contact.com, really.
5: Contact.com.
14: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, there's a huge number of people out there either can't afford to run a computer or don't use the internet at all. Right. A lot of them are elderly as well. Right. And they get really, really annoyed by the unintelligent people running the pro- the, the output because yeah. they're getting no information whatsoever. Peter,
5: Peter, I'm sorry, could you put this in an email and send it to me, please?
14: <laughs> yes. That's a, and that's another expression too. And And furthermore...
5: And never mind the furthermore, the plea is self-defence. Oh, no, no, no. The the plea really is...
11: Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Dabalina, Mr.
5: Dabalina, Mr. Mr. Dabalina... Zilch, China China Clipper calling Alamita. China Clipper calling Alamita. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alamita. That's where it's from. Okay. Yes, Peter?
14: Yeah, when there was a democracy running... Yeah. Yes. If you're going to give election results, yes, give the results in, in numbers. Uh-huh. Don't just say, "Oh, we won that." I don't think it. But right, that, that diminishes democracy. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> think people people do give the election results. No, they they give a result.
5: They don't give the numbers. No, oh, I think they do give the num- Well, first of all, there hasn't there hasn't been an election, and there won't be one for another, what, 38 days. <laughs> yeah. And when they do, when that election does happen, they will give the numbers. They always give the numbers.
14: They don't always they give the numbers. They do always give the no, numbers. No, they don't. Listen. You the, look at your old station reports, I'm telling you,
5: they don't. Uh, well, I don't know about that. They will for the general election, I'm pretty sure. Peter, the dot-com business, yeah. it's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because the dot-com is, um, and the dot uk. indeed, the... The, the .org, uh, uh, .net, all of them. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of the, the the growing thing, isn't it, Peter? The internet. It's quite popular.
14: It might be popular, but you've got a huge portion yeah. of the population who don't
5: have yes. the facility. Uh, no, no. I listen. I kind of agree.
14: <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. Well, if you kind of agree, no. then, then you must fully agree.
5: No, no. <laughs> I can't. I, okay, I can see your point, and I agree to a certain extent. I do think. <laughs> that we are a, and I've had rows with the bosses about this, I do think that we are a radio station and we should focus on our radio output, which yeah. is what we do, OK? Which, is, in fairness, is what we do. Uh, uh, and I do think that sometimes we rely a little bit too much on the Twitter, on the Facebook, um, and on other bits and pieces online, OK? Yeah. Uh,
14: but can, can I put one question to you?
5: You, you can do that, Peter.
14: Right, Suicides. Oh, blimey! Su- right, homelessness. What? What's this got to do with Doc Depression, Combs? and if you like loneliness. Yes. Uh, I no can't wait to see that, where this goes. With, do you believe that's a successful society? What? And food banks as well. Do you think that's a successful society?
5: Uh, well, that- They're all up. <sighs> Well, I, no, I think, I think all of those <laughs> things that you're saying are bad things. Suicide, loneliness, depression and food banks, I, I, I think are... They're
14: all up, by the way. OK,
5: good, right. What's, your, what's this got to do with so dot-coms? My
14: point, is, my point is, do you think that's a good society? Well, what's that got to do with dot-coms? It's another part, aspect of our society.
5: You, Peter, you've lost me, and normally I can follow your, your nonsense to the 8th degree. Are you saying that we are becoming more isolated because of computers?
14: We're becoming, if you like, more immune to suffering. Because of computers, um, uh, because of uh, the, uh, the, all the various aspects going on in life now. Well, because and because of... one thing for your children. Hang on a minute,
5: Peter. I'm struggling to pin down one. It's like trying to nail jelly to the wall. This conversation. <laughs> oh yeah.
14: Yeah. Okay. Go on. One thing for my children. Yeah. Uh, if you if you get one of the shoeboxes you've got in the house, cut five little square holes in the in the long side of. Um, give the kids marbles they'll play with that for hours and hours and hours and hours without having to spend okay. a lot of money on toys Peter thank you very much indeed Uh
5: I, 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 marbles just fall out I, this is what I was thinking I, Peter thank you I got some of the points I'm a, a, a big fan of my boys my wife more so than I but we are big fans of the boys of making things the, the, my wife does it more I'm not very good at making stuff but that constantly my boy last night was decorating um, uh, toy eggs oh yeah and um, he was he was badgering me to go into the other room to get him some pens and papers and stuff. I said oh, I can't be bothered son I'm having a rest oh. so I, I stifled his creativity but he, he decorated an egg his mum was at work he decorated an egg wrote, an, wrote a note he writes notes now he drew lines and he wrote a note on there and then he wrapped it up and put it in the egg oh, so he was what doing what say? oh I couldn't Healthy? read it I couldn't read it the writing was awful the spelling was <laughs> terrible I mean it's just ridiculous uh, if he was Chinese he'd be fluent by now yeah, yeah. it was I mean, it's, it's a is, shame isn't it it is awful but Um, No, I I agree with some of that, Peter, I I agree with some of the dot-com stuff, but then again, you know, a lot of people do use the internet. So, I
23: don't know what to put, I don't know what to say
6: can i put a plea out to anyone who's thinking of doing anything creative with oh i don't know say rice crispy cakes or those nest things that you make right can everyone stop sticking the fluffy chicks that you buy quite cheaply you know what i'm talking about i know the tiny little ones can you stop sticking them in the cake because you can't pull them off without them leaving fuzz behind (laughs) (laughs) are you talking about peter I'm talking about the chicks. The chicks. Yeah. Can you stop doing that? Just give us the warning again. If you want to
5: be festive, just give us the warning again. You can't pull them off without leaving fuzz behind.
6: That's the size of it. Yes.
5: (laughs) I mean, it really is. uh...
6: Seriously, you have to pick it out.
5: Yeah, it really is outrageous. Pissed you off?
6: No, it's horrible. Stuck in your teeth.
5: I need to tidy up my hotkeys because I really want to just jump to something. Yeah. I'm gonna to jump to it.
6: Yep. Yeah. This is good. Spontaneous. I'm
5: gonna to jump to something. Hang on a second. Is it? Is it this? Kelly, for God's
23: sake, back away from this.
5: No. I'm trying. No. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna. Bu- I'm sort of jump to something.
20: He's only wearing a suit. No. Oh, no way. It's
5: not that. Where did I put it, Kelly? I don't
20: know.
9: I do it in the head. No.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
20: that
26: guy.
5: Where's my wood? No. Where's my Woody? No. Hang on. We're gonna find it. Um... Oh, no. Uh, Here we go. Nope. I like the mushy peas. Run, run away, run for your life. Um... This is good.
24: It's so
6: close to my home. No,
5: I've lost it. I'll find it for tomorrow.
6: Anyway, just, you know, if you're thinking of working with chicks chicks today, just bear that in mind.
5: I like it when the show is is not particularly good and then it just comes off the rail for the last 45 minutes. Those are my favourite ones. (laughs) Travel news
0: for beds, hards and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound there's been an accident between Junction 8 for Stevenage and 7 for the A602 and it's causing delays from Junction 9 for Letchworth taking 20 minutes to get through because two lanes are closed. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's looking really slow on the speed sensors between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And further afield on the M25 clockwise the QE2 bridge is still closed because of the strong winds so the Dartford Tunnel is open as a diversion route. In High Wycombe, Amersham Road is closed in both directions between Magnolia, and Tartaridge Lane because a tree's fallen down. Also in Kings Langley on Chipperfield Road that's partially blocked at Whippenden Hill. And in Cuffley on Northall Road West, that's closed at Catholic Gate Road and Station Road because the trees fallen down. On the trains, London Midland have a replacement bus between St Albans and Watford Junction, and Chiltern Railway have delays between Aylesbury and Marleybone because of trees on the tra- railway lines. Samantha Brough BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you, Sammy. That's it, that's your lot. Ah. We got away with it just about. I would I would, I would, would give this a, a, a four and a half out of ten. That's not bad, is it? Back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta.
2: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock.
16: And on today's Big